Blog Talk Radio. It's the Sunday Night Roundtable on the Wide Men Network at blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump. Here's the guys to discuss anything and everything brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New, Facebook.com slash MakeupKennedy, and WowFreeCam.com. Here's your hosts, Nate, T.R., and Tim. What's up? What's up? It's Sunday night. It's time for your weekly delight, the Sunday night roundtable. I'm Nate. I'm here with my acquaintances fuck them they're not good friends i'm kidding i joke i'm here with my two very good friends tr and what's up gentlemen it's sunday night good day hey yowza 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 <laughs> he's back Man, can you feel the fire yowza, in the room tonight? holy yeah boy that was a fired up intro guys let's just go ahead and hit the outro we're not going anywhere but down from that <laughs> right on. Wow. Yeah, I uh, I like that song though. Uh, now retired, now defunct local band of Delaware County relocated and split up the trestles. The background behind Nate's melodic voice was South Beach Vampire. If I knew their EP yeah, off it, I would name song. that too. But it's our fucking yeah, property. Yeah, it's a now. very good song. Trestles. Yeah. <laughs> Come and sue me. <laughs> Available on YouTube to, uh, if you want to check out the whole track. Until we figure out a way to monetize yeah, It's a good it. song. I really like it. I have incorrectly I labeled that the intro song to this show tonight. Uh, so, my bad. <laughs> yeah, I like it anyway. It is. So boys, good song. Uh, I, I highly recommend it. Yeah, they have a lot. They you, have... uh... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Tom. I was going to say, because we're going to move on to like real shit, but... Those guys had like, uh, I don't know, seven or eight EPs and a shitload of songs, and, and they didn't like playing that for some reason. They didn't, they personally didn't like that of their own shit. And I was like, I like it. Play it if I come out, and I'd make them play you, it and shit. They didn't like playing it. I love that fucking song. You would be surprised how often a band's song that everybody seems to fall in love with is the song they hate the most. And that's the truth. It's amazing. Um, yeah, and that, that, means, uh, that means either one of them didn't write it, they were forced to record it, didn't want, and didn't want to. Um, you know, you guys are probably both familiar with the band Warrant. You know, 80s hair. Yeah. Band. Yes, Cherry Pie. Yeah, and, and you know, they were forced to write and you Cherry know, Pie. And, okay, and you, uh, and you know the song Cherry Pie. Okay, he hated Cherry Yeah, it was, they were forced pie. to write it. Yeah, I was forced he to write it. it to get some some kind of a, a poppy, you know, sing along summer kind of summertime kind of song on that record. He fucking hated it with a passion. So the was, chick was pretty the, hot uh, in the video. The record was Bobby Brown. The record was supposed to be the record was supposed to be called Uncle Tom's Cabin, and they had written it, and it really didn't sound like a hair metal record. Um, there's a really good that the song Uncle Tom's Cabin is a very good song by Warren. I, I mean, I would recommend it. Um, they wrote the album. Yeah, it's a little bit. The record company said sure they didn't hear a song. That. They didn't hear a song. 
uh, well, they said they didn't hear a song like Love in an Elevator, and that's what they were looking for. And um, I think, what was his name, Janie Lynch? Or wasn't that it? Uh, no, Janie something. Janie Lane. Was the lead singer's name. Janie Lane. He went dead. and... Um, Yes, he is dead. Uh, he went and wrote the song, I think he said, the same night. And he said, before he knew it, he was eating cherry pie. I'm the cherry pie guy. And he said, I'd slip my fucking throat for writing that song. Yeah, it's, so, it's not a... It's a very common thing. Um, we were signed to a record label at one point. Fun fact. Um, we sent all the songs... Was picked out. We said, "Here you go, record label." And they sent us an email, and they said, "Hey, you know, we like the record. You need a single." I'm like we have one. Here it is. He said, "Well, you're either going to have to change the vocal medley, or you're going to have to write a completely different song." <laughs> so I've, I've been there. I know what it's like. And we wrote a song. It was the single. We didn't like it. We didn't play it very often. <laughs> Uh, we we really did not like the song, um, and the actually about to write a song the, you don't want that you don't want to write. Tonight? I'm on the mic. Oh, okay. Is there an issue? I don't issue? know if it's me or I, I'm just checking because you sound like I'm. Feels seems like I'm missing a word here or there. I don't know if it's me. I or miss you. one or two myself. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm sorry. And now I'm on the mic tonight. I'm. Oh, it might not be in. anything to do with you. It just might, might just be mechanical. Yeah, I'm not on just my checking. phone, so. Okay. Well, it might but be yeah, because. Yeah, I mean, it, it might be because. Not because what? I said it might be because you blanked out uh, that the record label is our friends at Ramsour Records. <laughs> <laughs> Friends of the show, hashtag. Well done. Support hey, them, man. but we don't have ads. Support them, but we don't have ads. Yeah, I, I, in case, in case, in case one or two nerds take that out of context. Text. Dolph Ramsour was uh, very nice to me and let me uh, watch that whatever David Brothers uh, premiere before the public saw it. So, you know, no beef with them. I'm I sure just saw an opportunity. No, I'm sure you also. No, that that was. Yeah, I also had a. Uh, you can't take a joke. Had a very nice conver. Had a very nice conversation with Dolph also about uh, stereo equipment, believe it or not. Good. Never to spoke you. to him. So. Uh, uh, extremely, uh, I don't know what the words were. Extremely educated, well-spoken individual. I must say. Well, those guys, when you talked to him, you knew he was. You knew he was successful. If that makes sense. Yeah. You just had that aura. Just had that aura about him. Kind of sounds the opposite of me, in other words. Anyhow, um, Nate, did you ever like uh, look up Dolph for anything back in the back in the day no. when we were plugging? <clears throat> I mean, being in a band, I would think maybe you might have or whatever. But um, when he was a I tennis looked up the pro, record label, almost, checked him. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. When he was a tennis I'm, pro, he. Uh, he looked like he he had that Agassi type look. He had some hair and shit. Now, you know, he's not bald or nothing, but he's he's total business business like now looking and stuff. I guess I guess besides me that happens when you you know, reach a certain age. I've yet to find maturity. 
Okay. Well, I, I never did. I'm, I'm uh, going to not touch that one and moving on. <coughs> yeah. What are we talking did, about? Uh, uh, more, don't we want to talk about more bands who had hits that they didn't like? Or what's the scoop here? Or are we going somewhere else? There, there could be so many. There's one hit well, wonders there's some, there's everywhere. Some, one hit wonders. There's some real well known ones. Um, like if you know Heart, the band Heart. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, they had a. They were really big with their. Uh, what did they have? Uh, Barracuda and Crazy on Barracuda, You and Magic Man. And songs, Crazy on You, Magic like Man. Basically anything. Basically anything. Okay, on and then they was a hit. Okay, then they they kind of uh, the, the scene the scene shifted, and they couldn't give away a record. And then they did, uh, I think it was early 80s, 83 maybe, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they put out, uh, What About Love, a slow ballad. Yeah. Big yeah. hit, Hearts Back on the Scene. Yeah, that song was written by a band called Toronto, from Toronto, mm-hmm. that nobody had ever heard of. And they hate that song. With a, There's another one, because they didn't write it. They hate it with yeah. a passion. But it was, no, you will record this, or you won't have an album. Yeah. It's that simple. Well, so that reminds they, me of you know, uh, so they, off they went. That reminds me of uh, "Come On Feel the Noise" by uh, Quiet Riot. That wasn't their song either. That song was a hit everywhere well, in the they, world except the United United States. They have sold. That they was, have stole several songs from Slade, <laughs> more than one. Yeah, Slade. And then Kevin Dubrow did too. He did it. Yes, another guy who. <laughs> So Nate's bringing up dead, dead lead singers all night. Or was it you that brought up one? Yeah, at least the two chains from Heart are still alive, I guess. But. They are. They're, they still tour, actually. And just to actually, but, uh, be chauvinistic. Actually, they don't anymore. Oh, they don't just anymore. to be chauvinistic. They had a big, uh, they make, had a big fight. i got to make the real important ahead, point TR. about this stuff. You guys are all Go ahead, the, TR. Actual nook and cranny of the band in the, in the background, where none of you pointed out that one of the Wilson sisters had really great tits before they both turned fat, and the other one didn't. Actually, the one uh, the blonde-haired one has always kind of been sort of sexy. The other one, uh, yeah, I agree. Lead singer, she she got um, she put on some pounds and and yeah, wasn't as hot as she once was, but at the end, Wilson. I never had big tits. And I got, I she can still belt it, though. She can still belt. Well, you <laughs> don't think was... you've ever had big tits. Somebody no, not yet. I mean, you, uh, in another direction, right? <laughs> I do have a little crease between my belly and my pecs, as I like to call them. Well, that's just the shed over the tools, right? in the winter. Shed yeah. over the tools are in a shed, so, Yeah. So, did, uh, nope. stores is anyone did anyone suffer nope. through the wrestling? That's what I'm trying to stall and not talk about. Uh, oh well, we don't have we don't have to talk about it. I'm quite okay. We can go somewhere else. Just because it's just because it was on doesn't mean we got to talk about it. Nah, Even though we all it, everybody. <laughs> I mean, we we don't have to go into like we don't have to spend two hours talking about it. But I would like to cover. No, we aren't going if to. that's okay. I don't care. I'm going to give you my my favorite moment of the show. Nate, Tim, Tom. Okay. On wrestling. Okay. Which one are we going first, last night or tonight? We're going chronological order. 
if that's all right. Last um, night or tonight. Okay, I didn't even watch NXT it. Takeover. Get me out of NXT. I never even watched NXT, so. Y- uh, you should have. <laughs> yeah. I'll say that. You, if you were going to watch NXT TakeOver Chicago 2 or you're going to watch Money in the Bank, you should have watched NXT TakeOver 2 because, hot damn, was it was it a hell of a show, in my opinion. It was very good. But um, we'll start at the top. Um, for, there was five matches on NXT TakeOver, which is great. That's, that's something that I'm glad they do. They limit it to five matches, two and a half hours. And they let the matches have time. Well, last night it was uh, the first match on the card was the Tag Team Championship match. Undisputed Era, which is Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong face. Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Now everybody's probably going, who the hell is that? I thought the same thing. Because uh, honestly, I don't watch NXT weekly. Um, because they comes on live whenever we're doing our show. But... uh Tell you what, those two guys were pretty damn good, and, and that match went 16 minutes, and it it was a solid tag team match. It had you know slowdown and had some some grappling, some old school heel work, and then you know you had your your comeback, and the faces looked good, the heels looked good, everybody shined in that match, and it looked like the undisputed era really snuck away with it. I really enjoyed it. Thought it was a great match. Um, I would give it. You know, I, I'd give it a thumb and a half up, almost, almost perfect. But uh, it was, it did everything it needed to do. That's just me, though. And Tim, you didn't watch it. Yeah, you just, right. Tom, go ahead. All right. Uh, crowd was fucking hot. Um, they were. I'd be interested. It, it's interesting because when I went in Philly with uh, Gargano against. CN, Andre, Jose, No Way, Sin Cara, Almas, whatever fuck his name is. Um, <clears throat> but they had an awesome match. Uh, the crowd was quite not into it like uh, Chicago's was, but yet the next night the Royal Rumble, the crowd in Philly was nuts. So, anyhow, uh, the Chicago crowd was hot as fuck, um, filled with. 25 to 35 year old fat dudes wearing bull club shirts. So that helps because they're not embarrassed uh, and self aware that they look like mongoloids, like banging on shit and making chants and stuff like that and getting giddy when their favorite guys come out, which has always been weird to me. But anyhow, uh, hot crowd nonetheless. And Adam Cole Bay Bay came out with the uh, tag champs. And the injured Bobby Fish is, uh, I guess, on the men, so he doesn't even – you'd have to explain that to me, Nate, because he doesn't even come with them anymore. So he must be rehabbing or something. But they were over as a motherfucker with those people. And uh, it's infectious, so it gets over with the viewing audience. So I wouldn't want to sit in amongst those cretins, but it does project well on TV. Um, with – uh Mm, the two bald guys, I, my names are fucked up too. Um, what's their names again, Nate? Oni, Oni Lorkin and Danny Burke. Yeah, I, I think it's Danny Birch, English chap. Um, yeah, you're right. They, I'm sorry. They have sim- similar physiques, uh, bald heads, you know, a similar look, but I think 
one little nitpick if I have any. It's not to do with the match. It's if you're going to put those guys together as a tag team since they look alike, call them the fucking something. You know what I mean? Just not two random goofy names. But uh, anyhow, the match to me was damn near perfect. Uh, An old school nitpicker, um, like I just watch Memphis and Mid-South and all that bullshit would say that there wasn't enough selling because they Roderick Strong was doing those double fucking uh, where he throws you up, gut busters. He actually probably didn't do a gut buster, but he did variations of that shit that he always does. And they were turning around into high knee strikes and, and the other team was doing back. And there was a lot of near falls, which were coming like way, way before the finish. But um, but that's the new way of wrestling. There's, and there's nothing, you know, there's nothing bad about it. It's just different. So, uh, considering all the trying to insult that I just did, I gave it a two thumbs up. But it was a perfect match in ring, and I'm not an in ring guy, but with the crowd and with all that shit, and considering wrestling's changed, where you really need to be over, hence the main event in the same show, to do a old school story match, uh, this was perfect for that kind of setup. So I thought it was great. Can I say one reason why I didn't give it a perfect match? And and this is this is the nit, nitpickiest of the nitpicky as to why this match wasn't perfect. And, and one it was part of one of the points you made. Uh, the two guys in the match, uh, Lorkin and Birch, I couldn't tell them mm-hmm. apart. Couldn't tell them apart yeah. other than the flags on their tights. And I don't know which is which, which that's on me because I don't watch NXT weekly programming. But... That, and this is going to sound really stupid, but everybody had black tights on. All four guys in the match had black tights. And that threw me off. Because it, like because it's kind of hard to tell. And now, I know wrestling fans online are going to shit a brick. Oh my God, you're such a mark. How did you not tell them apart? Look, I come from a different time when you and your tag team partners and everybody's working a match and if everybody's wearing black they, not only were they all the same color they were all the same style of tights like if one team had wore black long tights and one team had wore black short tights okay that's fine i can tell them apart but at glance you had to look and that bothers me a little bit not enough to take me out of the match but enough to, that i noticed it yeah i mean Similar to what I was saying, like I would have made them a, a team name or something, like yeah, yeah, the Nate the Nate Bushes or something, just something, yeah, where we can the hell of a team have a name. There. Yeah, I like that. But, we, yeah, should, we should we should market like, that. Yeah, just something where we know who they are. Morrow would have probably named them if he were there, not on assignment with Showtime. He probably would have. Uh, on the spot came up with a name for him or something like the bald assassin Get or it. Some shit. Could have called him like the, uh, the Cesaro boys or some shit. Cause they both reminded something. me of Cesaro. You know, yeah, they both throw those uh, that's just, uppercuts. Yeah, they did. They did. Could have just been, really they could have just been called. The, yeah, it was like not taking away what they did in the ring. They got a standing ovation from the crowd and they, they did deserve it. Fantastic match. Uh, moving I'd on. Tell, I'd even I'd even tell Grumpy Tim to check it out. Yeah, Tim, the tag match is worth it. 
What tag match? What? There you go. Just All right, back. the you'll, next you'll match what we're talking about. Ricochet right. versus Velveteen Dream. And let me tell you what, this match went 22 minutes. And by God, it was worth every second of it. What a match. Velveteen Dream is so damn good. Like, the way that he just carries himself and the way that he pulls off that gimmick and he's just so good in the ring, like what he can do. And I'm not saying from a high spot standpoint, I'm just saying this dude understands psychology. He understands what he's doing. He knows how to tell a story and he makes his moves impactful. And they worked an old fashioned style of, they really worked on Rick, Ricochet had the, uh, I believe it was, was it the knee they worked or he worked on one body part of Ricochet really focused on him and, it was very, very effective. Um, and Ricochet is, he's a video, he's a human video game. Um, he's incredible in the ring. Uh, not the greatest on the microphone, which he'll get better at that, but he is fantastic in the ring and can do so much. He can do stuff that I've never seen. And these two just went out there and put on a match and a half. And you hear Velveteen Dream halfway through the match, just pushing Ricochet's face saying, I'm better than you. I deserve to be here. You're you should be in a bingo hall somewhere, like insulting independent wrestling, trying to get heat on him. It, it was just such a good match. Uh, two thumbs up on this match. Fantastic. Uh, me similar. Uh, Patrick Clark from Maryland Championship Wrestling is now Velveteen Dream, a complete transformation. Um. One of the dudes from Cool Kids, my old buddy that I mentioned last week, that's cool about everything except he gets weird when we talk about wrestling. Uh, I actually got to give him kudos because he, prior to him being on Tough Enough, he said this kid's good when he was like 18 or some shit. Um, and he is. He's, he's talented. He knows how to work, and he's he's a he's a student of the game. Uh, taking Orlando, whatever the fuck his name, Orlando. Who's Orlando? What's his name? The bisexual. Orlando Jordan. Orlando Jordan gimmick, at least partially mixed with a little bit of Prince, a little bit of, you know, he <laughs> a little bit the of word dream. So. A little well, bit he of wasn't Prince? in purple. He wasn't in purple last night. He was in Hulk gear, so. I never saw Prince that say was actually, thing like, go crazy fact. with a feathered boa. Fun fact. That set of tights belonged to one Prince Puma. Anybody know who Prince Puma is? Ricochet. Exactly. So he wore Ricochet's tights? Yes, he did. Is that part of the storyline, or are they just gay? No, no, they just, you know, they just shared Hmm. I'm sure Tessa Blanchard's going to love that doing the wash. Probably beat up on it. <laughs> beat off on it, rather. Um, oh, hell. Anyhow, back to back to uh, legit. It's hard to say serious talk about wrestling because wrestling's so not serious. But uh, Ricochet's one of the greatest athletes of any sport in the world on the planet. Um fucking guy lands on his feet no matter what he does somehow. Uh, He's like a cat. Yeah. 
I saw him on a uh, Gabe Sapinski uh, pay-per-view when Dean Ambrose was John Moxley and Luke Harper was Brody Lee. I actually shelled mm-hmm. out a couple bucks to check that out, and I said, eh, he's just a flippy-floppy, nothing psychology guy. I see them guys like in, well, they're young kids like in North and West Philly. Some of the urban sections of the city, they're, they're young bucks are, uh, no, not to be confused with the wrestlers, they do like backflips on mattresses and shit. That's entertaining, yeah. but that's literally all I thought he would be. So color me wrong with a capital W. Ricochet has uh, traveled the world, studied the, the game of wrestling, and has became a complete wrestler, which unfortunately now he has to flip in every match. But <clears throat> he's learned a lot more. So, yeah. that said, and, and uh, you know, nothing to do with the match, but like you said, but I disagree with your second statement. He's not a good talker, so don't fucking talk. Sabu never talked. He got over. Get him a manager. Don't let him talk, whatever, and get him better fucking entrance music, but it's too late now probably. I, I, do not like, I do not like his entrance music. I will agree with you on that. I mean, if they said one and only and then had like a – killer like break the walls down kind of guitar riff or something like uh, you know you know what i'm saying it, it's just very ec3-ish of like i can't get excited for this intro but uh for a guy that talented i think he, he needs better intro music but that has nothing to do with the, what, we're, what we're talking about and that's the match itself and for a guy who well, i mean it like has matches, a little bit to do with it because not only do we review the matches, but we also look at we also look at stuff that most people don't look at. And, and ring music, entrance music, is a part of the package. Nakamura got yeah. over because of his entrance music a, a lot of times. Like people love that entrance music. Bobby Roode had good entrance music. Let me tell you who didn't have good entrance music. That was Rob Van Dam and TNA. Holy shit, that was just the worst. If you ever go back and listen to that. I don't know if you remember so it, but it was, it was so bad. Yeah, it's so bad, it I, don't so bad. I don't remember it. Oh, God, it was awful. Uh, it's just a loud, screeching guitar, and then just, Rob Van Dam, and then you hear it again, and then whole effing show. That was, oh, it was so bad. Yeah, he did a bunch of that crazy shit he does, and Velveteen, uh, Velveteen hung with him and added the flamboyance and his... Uh, a clear heel character, although he's cheered anyway, because that's just the way the new age is. Yeah. That's the Velveteen Rabbit, did you say? Yes, the Velveteen Rabbit. Oh, okay. I'm, fa- I'm familiar with his work. Vel- <laughs> Velveta Cheese, he brings to the ring. But, uh, no, uh, I will agree with Nate. On these future superstars, John Cena endorsed Velveteen on Twitter, and The Rock endorsed Ricochet. When Ricochet was a young Trevor man, he got pictures with, like, Triple H and hung around hotels and shit. And now he's being endorsed by the very people he used to stalk. So you go, Ricochet. Make another baby Blanchard for a third generation. Fourth generation, Captain Joe. And uh, rock on. Two thumbs up. Yeah, it was a, it was a really good match. Glad you agree. Here's my um, here's my rate here's my rating so far. Tim is about to start drinking. That sounds like a beer. <laughs> <I'm> say yo. <sorry>, oh. <laughs> <sighs> 
All right. Next match, I'll admit, the next two matches, I didn't watch. I started the pay-per-view late, and I wanted to see the last match before I went to sleep because I had to work. But um, next two matches, I didn't watch. Next match was Shayna Baszler uh, versus Nikki Cross. Uh, singles match for the NXT Women's title went nine minutes, 25 seconds. I have nothing to add to it other than the fact I don't like Shayna Baszler. I don't like her character. Um, I guess I guess that would make her a good heel because I don't like her. But I'm not big on her work. Um, I'm not big on I'm not big on people coming into pro wrestling and and portraying UFC fighters and only being UFC fighters. Does that make sense? Like Ronda Rousey coming in as a UFC star, but she's learned pro wrestling moves, as she's proved tonight. Uh, Shayna Baszler, it's almost like they're trying to push her to be this badass, which I'm sure she can be, but you got to remember, she's not Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey, you can portray that way. Somebody that lost the ultimate fighter, no, if you're coming into wrestling, you're not going to be portrayed as a badass. You're going to be portrayed as somebody that lost in the ultimate fighter. So, I don't know. I just don't like Baszler's gimmick. Not big on the whole... UFC fighter turned wrestler thing. If you want to do that, cool. But this is not for me. That's just my opinion. But didn't see the match. Okay. Uh, on the flip side, I never liked Baszler, but now I do. So whatever she's doing is over with me. I don't know why. She used to look stone cold, for lack of a better term, because she could kick my ass. Uh, I wasn't attracted to her. Uh, she's a... Open lesbian. Um, as a fighter, why would you have to be anything else? I mean, um, Misha Tate looked like a hot chick when she wasn't fighting, but that's about it. And uh, so, you know, I've I've known of her for quite a while. I do like that she trained with Josh Barnett and Billy Robinson before he kicked the bucket. I think she's portrayed as a badass because she is, comparatively speaking, to the girls that work at NXT, but they did something with that performance center and her, her body's different. She's got a little color to her body. They put a little makeup on her and she, she pulls her headband. Oh, it was kind of like the King pulling a strap down when she gets pissed off. She's learned to work a little bit. Give her some time. Uh, old friend Dave Prezak started her really at Shimmer. And he, he should be getting fucking millions from Triple H from all the, all the chicks he sent up there. Um, from Sasha to Paige to her to everybody else. But anyhow, um, yeah, uh, Nikki Minaj, no, Nikki Cross, uh, the Sanity member that didn't get called up, even though none of them showed up yet. Uh, she's over with that crowd. I don't see her being over with any other crowd. Could be wrong. She's over with NXT crowd, though, is this crazy chick. And, uh, her deal was, you know, going in, I'm crazy, and you might be a skilled fighter, which was my actual fantasy booking of uh, Ambrose versus Lesnar. I thought that's the way they should have went at it with him if Lesnar was cooperative. However, Lesnar didn't even think he was shit, so didn't bother, but that was my take on, of course, Lesnar would kill this guy, Dean Ambrose, but Dean Ambrose is crazy and put staples in his head and you never know if he's going to bring a knife into the ring. That's the way I would have marketed that match. So it was a it was a little bit of that marketing of like I don't care if you choke me out, I'll love it. I don't care if you break my arm, I'm into that. 
And they played that up a little bit. And then the finish was a rear naked choke to where Nikki smiled before she passed out like she was getting turned on by being almost killed. And uh, Baszler goes over. Um, Nikki doesn't lose anything by losing that way. So I guess booked well. I don't see much of a future for Nikki and not the big one, but, you know, what do I know? Uh, I hope she defies my prediction because I want everybody in life to succeed. Shayna will get there, whether you, me, or anybody else likes it because she's been a long-time roommate of Ronda's. I don't know if that's still the case. Yeah. Ronda's with that, with that uh, dude now and wants to have babies in a year or whatever. But, uh so she'll be up there eventually too, in the mix of the main girls. Well, so I don't, I, you know. I don't I'll know. say this: but, she's uh, just I not give, my. I give it a one. She's just not my favorite. Not saying she's bad. Just, just you know, there's people out there that are good that I don't care for. She's one of them. Uh, but nevertheless, I'm, also, I'm glad only one of you watched this match. Nathan. <laughs> yes. Hello? You got me? Tom, yeah. you there? I'm, just saying, you. You I'm glad only one of you watched this match, because if both of you would have watched it, holy shit, we'd be going for another ten minutes. Good Lord. Little friend. You in a hurry? No, but we're well, 34 minutes. Oh, we we've lost the Tom Robinson. Uh, no, I was just making the point that we weren't going to talk about wrestling all night, and we're going to talk about wrestling all night. God damn it! Me, uh, I guess Tr. We've lost Tr. Um, see if we can get him back here. Oh, no, we're really in happened. trouble. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't watch the next match. <laughs> Good. Let's skip it and move on to the final one. So we can at least get to something uh-huh. I saw. We'll get there. Calm your tits. We're not going to get there. <laughs> I can guarantee it. Oh, there he back. is. He's back. All right, that one here. Hey, you got us? Well, we lost him again. What the hell? Three strikes and you're out, Robinson. <laughs> We'll take this second to plug Tim and I's. Uh, I think tomorrow we're going to start a new venture here on the Wide Men Network for the summer. It's going to be Tim and I discussing the World Cup. We're going to start out with World Cup soccer coverage, and it's going to morph yep. into into greatest hits that the bands didn't love. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we will have. Uh, we will be talking some World Cup soccer and breaking it down as best we can. Don't expect us to be experts on the stuff. Expect Nobody us to be is. a guy from Canada this and a guy just, from the United yeah, States. This is just uh, two two good old boys who like soccer, and uh, we get the names wrong and all that kind of stuff. Well, well, live with it. There he is. Yeah. So attempt number three. How about Ron now, Tr? He's back. Hello, Tr. There he, he is. Returned. Can you hear us? Yeah, why did I get kicked, you two pricks? I don't know. Hey, now. Yeah, you don't know. <laughs> hey, now. I'm not running the board. Don't look at me. Oh, you didn't know? 
Well, anyway, one star. Well, I'll tell you what I didn't know. Go ahead. One thumbs up, Shayna Baszler now. Holy fuck, we're still on that. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. That's where I left off ten minutes ago. (laughs) Next match was Lars Sullivan, the freak from wherever the hell he's from, against Aleister Black. Match goes 14 minutes, 7 seconds. Uh, NXT Championship match. Didn't see it. Can't comment on it. Tim, anything? Uh, I, no. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Alistar Black, Alistair Black, Tommy End, whatever the fuck you want to call him. Very agile. Good theme song. Mm. The more he stays there, the less impressive he gets. He was one of those might keep might have kept him down there a, a, a pay per view too long. Um, now, if this were some of our classic wrestling programs that are out there, if anybody says that they like classic wrestling, like Territory Days, and yet they say they don't like Lars Sullivan, they are a huge hypocrite. Because Lars Sullivan. If he came into WWE or WWF in 1981 when Backlund and Bruno or whoever, which year, 70s, 80s, I'd be like, holy fuck. He'd have Blassie Albano or the Wizard with him. He's about six foot five, six foot six, a legit 320 of just big, ugly, brute Bernard, if you remember him, looking bastard. And. He can't fucking work, but they couldn't either back then. If you really go back and look at All Star Wrestling, which is available on the WWE Network for nine ninety nine, if you want to add, do ads with us, WWE, I just plug you. Um, but yeah, you know, Killer Khan, fourteen in Canada, uh, Killer Khan, uh, anybody, you, Kamala. I mean, I'm, I'm that's too recent, but I'm just off the top of my head. Lars Sullivan is that guy, and then he could go to mid south and be with the missing link and Kamala and all that. And then he could go to fucking Memphis and, and sell out the Mid-South Coliseum with Lawler. So if you claim you're a historian and you say, I hate Lars Sullivan and I hate NXT, then you're fucking, then you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're on both sides. Because Sullivan is that kind of guy. He's a 70s, 80s wrestler. Uh, that said, it's hard to put him anywhere. Um, you'd have to put him with, he's got main roster look and strengths and stuff. But I don't know what you'd do with him unless he's like a bodyguard or somebody's fucking hit man or I don't know. They don't care because they got another show in Australia where it'll make 25 or 100 more million or something. So it doesn't matter to them. But anyway, we're not we're not talking about all that. I went too long, but whatever. Sullivan Black, uh, as good a match as you can have with those two very different styles, except for one thing, which is going around the horn. A fade to black, miss spinning back kick by literally a foot, and Lars Sullivan sold it and fell. It's one of those botchamania things. Have you seen the GIF or GIF, whatever they call it? I haven't seen it. I'm sure Matthew Japanese Table will be all over it, though. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who that is. 
or is that just a the guy that does botchamania? That's the guy that does botchamania. Oh, okay. It's it's all over if you if you just look. But, whoa, 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 whoa! Botchamania is not a product of the Arcadian Vanguard Network. <laughs> I don't know why that got me, but somebody it did. Popped. Somebody popped for that. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> I thought it was a legitimate question. That's why I, I didn't pop. <laughs> well, it wasn't. That's why I didn't pop for it. Oh, shit. Right, oh, man. That was funny. But he missed, him. He, he missed him by a foot. He missed him by a foot. And uh, I'm, I'm finding it now. Lars. I want to see this. Lars being great week, in other words. Yes, and uh, okay. So, in all seriousness, Tom, in all seriousness, as you have yeah. a more oh into this than I do, what is who is responsible? Is it better to sell the move, even though you know the move didn't hit, or are, are you better off to uh, pretend it never happened? Like, what's the way to it, what's the proper way to deal with that in the ring? If it missed by that much, you should be aware, and you should just kind of fucking kick him in the leg and restart, or grab a hold or okay. something. Fair enough. Usually, Fair usually enough. guys, I, I often wondered. Slap to do. I often wondered because I have seen it other times where um, the guy hasn't sold, and it fucked up the because the next guy wasn't fucking paying attention, and he missed that it, it didn't sell, and then the the I don't know what you want to call it the choreography or whatever is off. For a minute or two until they fucking until somebody has the brains to reset. Yeah, usually if it's even closer than that, and and the guy's pissed at you know whatever one of them's pissed at the other, I'll just fucking uh, stomp them, and it'll be a little little snug stomp, and then they'll work a few spots and then get back to it later to get it out of the fair mind. Thank you for that. But this this was so off that I wouldn't even know how to approach it. Like on either end, truthfully, this was uh, yeah, it, yeah. yeah. Jesus, that was that was bad. <laughs> it was a foot off, twelve like, inches. It's almost like the wind. It looked like the wind knocked Sullivan down. So Sullivan, but, a monster, sells this thing, and then uh, Nigel's like, "I don't know if they got all of it," and uh, you know they're trying to trying their best to. You gotta try. As the commentator, you gotta be the guy that tries to save it as best you can. But with that, the the only thing I could say from that is Black missed the kick, but Sullivan is just exhausted in the ring. That would be the only thing I could know to say to that. Well, what that they did something similar to that. The guy Vic Joseph said that I don't know if it wasn't that he got all vice versa. It could be either or corrected each other. Yeah. So I don't know if he got all of it. But he's wor- he's been working the knee, and his knee must have gave out at the same time. They were just yeah, scrambling for because it was, it was really do. that that bad. Yeah, I, I would imagine well, somebody got yelled at afterward. But um, other than that, uh, it's as good as you're going to get from a, a weird m- matchup like that. Lars yeah. Sullivan's never going to be Lars Sullivan's like a little better in the ring than John Studd. But you know, oh my Christ! You know, Lars Sullivan could be the next Bond villain. 
Yeah, he now, definitely I'll, could. I believe that. He could. He's ugly enough and big enough to pull it off. But uh, nevertheless, main event time. Match I did watch. Johnny Gargano mm-hmm. versus Tommaso Ciampa in the Chicago Street Fight. Man, man, this match went over 30 minutes. Had everything you could imagine in it. And what a two thumbs up for this one. Um, great story. Great, you know, match. These two are insane, by the way. Like, some of the bumps they took just, they hurt me. Um, the finish was a little hokey, if I can say that. Um, I like the finish, don't get me wrong, but it was kind of hokey. As in, you know, there was no referee, and the pe- and the guys are pulling Gargano off of Champa, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a referee comes in uh, after the people working were pulling Gargano off of him, and it, it was just like it was a, it was a hullabaloo. It was, uh, if I can say that, it was all over the place, and then Gargano gets pinned after Champa was beaten to death and like tapping out and submitting but there were people in the ring but none of them had a striped shirt on so I guess they couldn't ring the bell even though they're the officials and they would be over the referees if I'm not mistaken I don't know great match finish eh, could have been better could have been worse like I really enjoyed the match uh still two thumbs up the match the story the match told was wonderful um loved it loved the taking of the wedding ring off real fake or whatever loved it thought that really added to the to the match told the story and this match i think this dispute is going to end inside hell in a cell before SummerSlam. that's my opinion great match two thumbs up from me uh tim yes sir any comment on the gargano i have no comment on it so i didn't see it no, I, no, I, I, I forgot I, I, to ask. Go ahead. Oh, well, thank you for being polite, sir. Uh, year and some change, long feud. Um, he already lost the loser, leaves, but because of Ciampa, it's a nice little story. They know each other like the back of each other's hand. Can work any kind of matches they've shown. They had to do something completely different. Uh, taking... Um, bolt cutters, which you don't really need for rope, but it worked anyway, uh, to undo the ring apron and pull it apart and expose the wooden, no-give plywood, which does show the uh, skeptical people that there is not much give to a pro wrestling ring, and that shit hurts. Uh, But I know how to fall. Say who? That's what dumbasses say. They know I know, but they know how to fall, though. They fall in there right. It won't hurt. Bull fucking shit. Bull fucking shit. If you let me tell you what hurts. You want to tell you what hurts in a wrestling ring? Every fucking thing. You fall down, it hurts. You get rope burned. Just running the ropes fucking hurts. Kiss my ass if you don't think so. Well, there's going to be a lot that don't think so, but that's why you got to put them in there and show them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, even people that have done it for a decade, if they're out for three months and just for with an injury or something, and they got a bump, it fucking hurts like a motherfucker, and so does, so does running the ropes. They get bruises just because uh, it's much like a guitarist 
gets a callus on his finger after he plays, except it's your full body. You're kind of in adrenaline mode, and it just kind of gets used to it, but it's still fucking you up every time. But anyway, enough of our little uh, soapbox on non-wrestling appreciators. Uh, these two guys are the best together. Um, wrestling, McMahon said wrestling's phony. It's all business. These two motherfuckers, especially considering Tommaso Ciampa was out, as I said on another show we did, but it might be some first-time listeners on Cole Cabana's show, said that after he got released and he was working at, like, fucking Applebee's, he was so depressed he turned on his car and wanted to kill himself, and somehow he didn't succeed or stopped or some shit. And to think he was that low and to come back to be so good as a heel and on top and the old saying, the crowd in the palm of your hand, in a smart crowd of fat guys that are 30 that know that it's a work, but he still has them in the palm of the hand to where when it goes off Why the air, you keep you talking about me jump. like that. I'm fat. <laughs> I'm fat and I'm almost 30 I'm and I wear my wrestling shirts and I go to the shows. You don't have to be so mean. I hope you don't chant. You can't chant if you're a commentator, so I'm safe, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway, kind of declined to answer that question. Take a fifth. <laughs> no, but uh, make sure you check out show. all the shows on the Wide Man Network. <laughs> right. Tia Shock. Tia Shock. That's one that's never been uttered. Um. Till now. Well, yeah. Uh. So, yeah, yeah, back to the match. Uh, I I didn't hate the finish because I knew it was – I knew it had uh, Shawn Michaels and Triple H written all over it, lighting it out, and two guys that idolized Shawn Michaels and Triple H and watched every tape of them doing it. So the wedding ring, as one writer pointed out on Twitter, which I think was nitpicky as hell, uh, saying something to the effect, I'm paraphrasing, um, yeah, like Candace would really give a plastic black ring to Johnny. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, you want him to really chuck his spin in, spin on and chuck his real wedding ring? Come on, that's that's a little nitpicky in my opinion. Uh, so anyway, that was a good a good deal, a good heel move, and uh, I liked that he still had the handcuffs. This is why I like the finish. In a position where he could fit his head and do a move and cover him, his arms still stuck. So, with all his that arms were in front of pokey him. bullshit, uh, wherever the fuck they are, they were still stuck together. God damn it. Yeah, they were handcuffed. Go back and watch They the were tape. handcuffed. No, they were handcuffed. He just had him in front of him all instead right. of behind his back. Well, that's what I meant. Whatever I meant. I don't know what I meant. But they were stuck together. Um... So, you know, it looked like they're both dead when they count to three. Uh, Gargano, if Gargano wins, I think he'll get less over. So, I think that's uh, Champa needed, a, a tip of Champa the... needed to win that. He needed to win it to keep the story well, going. Well, I mean, Gar- Gargano never wins. And I don't, I don't think that if he does, it'll help him because he's so fucking good that it might make him worse if he wins. Um or at least not yet. He but won the last match they had. Cap. 
Ready? My pen? He, he won. He won remember. their last match. I remember match. it was great. It was the match uh, pre-WrestleMania weekend where they had the uh, unsanctioned match, and he, he won. He choked him out with the crutch. Royal Rumble 1997. Chicago. No, that was in San Antonio. Austin won it. Match length, 14 minutes, 37 seconds. On a Tuesday night, Black Sox. Um, I, I hate, hate you. Wrestle. I hate wrestling. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just being a dick. Give me a six-hour. I want to get to the one I at least saw, so I can say something. You're Canadian. You're not supposed to be a dick. You're supposed to be the most welcoming people ever. <laughs> Good day, eh? Well, Tr, what's your final thoughts on NXT Takeover Chicago Two? Love it. Two thumbs up for Gargano and Ciampa. And there we go. I yeah. agree. Now, that was the that was the event you should have watched if you didn't if you watched wrestling this weekend. Now I got to be too and event. a little bit of you on on this, on this one coming up because I I missed the first like uh, forty five minutes. Okay. Well, you didn't no, miss you much. Didn't. I'll tell you that. Yeah, you didn't miss. I much, didn't. No, so I didn't watch the first match, which was the Bludgeon Brothers against Gallows and Anderson on the pre-show. I did miss that match um, due to work, but uh, Bludgeon Brothers did go over. Tim, did you see it? I did. Um, in typical WWE fashion, let's bury our tag team champions, put them on a pre-show, and then give them a match that's boring as shit. Uh, didn't need to happen. I'm trying to be nice. I just, I don't know why they do this. Like, I don't know if it's just to get them on the show, I guess. I'm not sure, but uh, the crowd yeah. was dead. At least they were on the show. Blah, blah, blah. The Raw Tag Champion. Yeah, I, I guess, found. you know, I mean, I mean, good for the boys, as we said before. You know, good for the boys. Maybe get a bit more in the old paycheck. But other than that, um, let's continue to bury Anderson and Gallows and... Uh, yeah, it was what it was. Yeah, I, I just saw the ending, which was Gallows and Anderson going for a magic killer, and uh, the Bludgeon Brothers escape turned it into their. Let's put it this way: Nate, it was worse than it was worse than what's coming next. Well, I believe it, but there ain't nothing worse than what happened after what's coming next. Um, the next well, match was also open for debate. Well, we'll get there. Next match, first yeah, match on the there. actual card, was Daniel Bryan beating Big Cass by singles match. And Jesus Christ, who the hell thought it was a good idea to take the most over guy since since Stone Cold? Look, I'll say it, the most over guy since Stone Cold, and put him with the biggest disappointment ever. This dude is a seven foot tall Rizzo <laughs> rat. Yes, yes. I ever. mean, I'm not, I'm not a big fan, but ever. <laughs> Sorry, this is the only thing that come out. Maybe not ever, but this dude's a seven <laughs> foot tall. Ever. <laughs> he's a seven foot tall Rizzo the rat looking motherfucker from the Muppets, and he's out there, and he is awful. Son of a bitch, he is not what? good. Why did you bring up a rat? 
because yeah. he looks like Rizzo the Rat from the Muppets. Like if one. you watch the Muppets, he looks like yeah. Rizzo the Rat. He does. Yeah, well, I don't. I just watch my. I just watch my fucking kitchen. All right. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> but he, God bless, sixteen minutes this match went on, and it was so <sighs> awful. Like, who gave you this know, match a sixteen minute green light? Who did that? Who came on your fire? Yeah. They, they they can't give you a glass of water in it anywhere or nothing. It's just like it started bad, and it's getting yeah. worse. And it's like you know, okay, it can't get worse. Oh my god, it's gotten worse. He throws How a right. That he throws a right hand. He throws a right hand, and then he puts his fist in the air like he did something. He's like watching Diesel. It's like watching Diesel with less charisma. Diesel only had like, six you know, moves. The, my God, Cass has only got thing three. I can, yeah, the only thing I can hope for for his sake is that they're telling him to do this shit and that he's not as they bad as he looks. Be. They have. Because Look, it's Tim, like, I, I can't speak on the mic. I can't throw a punch. I can't take a move. I can't sell one. I. The only thing that he did, and it was so over the top, was the, the finish where he's suddenly Brian, uh, Daniel Bryan's uh, heel hook, I guess, must be. I don't know, applied, applied with a bear trap or something I didn't see because he fucking screamed like somebody had cut him open with a knife and tapped out. And well, I'll tell you this. I could say at that and every point time was, the motherfucker, thank God. Every time he walks out, his Titantron appears in the background, and they shoot him low because they want him to appear like he's really tall, which he is. He's almost seven foot tall. You can't yeah, teach but that. But he has the physique of a 14-year-old girl. Well, I don't care about that. Is? His, I his, do. He should be a big ti- monster motherfucker. His Titantron, if you ever notice this, when he when he walks out, his video behind him, his head's always in the way and covers up the C when he comes out. And it always behind him, I mean, as he's standing there, gloating, it says big ass. And I'm I mean, like, you know you what? I the, wish we had, a, see what they were, wish the we had a big ass to look at. Ringside? What it say? There was a there was a guy with his with a couple of his kids at ringside who had a sign that said, "Sir, I feel compelled to stress that we are not booing because of your effective heel work. We're booing because you are simply <laughs> awful." That's a long fucking sign. That is a hell of a that's sign. That's quite the uh, that's quite the sign though that when you know you're so fucking bad that you're not even believable as a heel. You're so bad. You just suck. It's, he he's yeah. not good. He is not good. They need to pull the plug on this experiment now. It's it's not good. Well, and then, it, here's and the then thing. What a he's not even your... get like Roman yeah. Reigns. Listen, Roman, Roman. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Yeah, well, well, right, we'll get to that when we get there too. But here's the thing. <laughs> okay. For you two, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is at least a good worker, and he gets a reaction whether you love him or hate him. He gets a reaction. Big Cass doesn't get shit. He's not even getting Carmella anymore. He is free falling. No. And they wasted a, their number one baby face on that. I just hope the well, feud's over. Two, two thumbs down. Not I even didn't. Daniel Bryan get anything yeah. out of this match. I didn't see it. Like you said, I though, just when you thought things couldn't get any worse. Oh, let me let me comment on this little. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Little feud, the uh, big man, little man thing. You know, blah blah blah. blah. Uh, I saw them work before. 
Told you uh, I'm not a big fan of Big Cass. Not a fan of Carmella. I was a fan of that act because of one guy, the fucking talker. Not worker. He could talk his ass off and give those two idiots one line and make them seem like the act was over. They fire the one guy who's innocent on all charges, and they're left with those two. They break up in real life, and they both suck. Um, Daniel Bryan, 16 minutes, sounds like a Daniel Bryan move. Like, I can get a good match out of anybody because he really believes he's the best in the world, which is a good attitude if you're near the best, and he was at one time up there. Uh, I think he wants to get everything in he can and wrestle everybody he can. He's just really like, he's a mark for wrestling. He loves being in the ring with everybody. So I think if he has the influence that I think he has, he may have uh, suggested this, especially when he's tapping a big fucker out too. But no, he anyhow. needs to stop. I hope, if you notice, he like on SmackDown, he seems like he wrestles a different guy every week, just because he seems like he wants to go through the whole roster. But and That's I don't mean true. pin them or, or or beat them. He just wants to work with them. So uh, that's what it seems from a, from the outside. You but will I, never yeah. hear me say a, a bad word about Daniel Bryan and his work because I've seen what he can do. But you will hear me talk about Cass and how shit he is. Well, he did a. Uh, all that time he was out because he believed his doctor that he was fine. He did hardcore training, uh, cardio and jujitsu. And, you know, so he, if, if, if Cass screamed like, uh, Tim, did you say he screamed like a little girl or something? Oh, it was, hor- it was horrific at the end. So it seemed like, uh, yeah, maybe was Daniel was, uh, was 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 cranking it in or do you think he was just selling like that? No, no, they, chance- they, they moved. They moved right in on him and with a hard shot and had him scream out loud that this was the most unbearable pain he'd ever witnessed in his life. Well, what I'm asking is, do you think Daniel actually put it on real? Like, fucking, you ruined this match, well, you motherfucker? No, I don't. So I, suppose, I suppose that's possible. I never, that never occurred to me. Because I didn't see the match, but it sounds pretty horrible. I don't know. I'll have to go back and... I, I actually broke down and purchased a network. God, I should be shot. But uh, I'll have to go back and catch that on the replay or the once it's on uh, the demand part, I guess. Yeah, no, like I said, I'll have to, I never took that. I never, never occurred to me. I would have to watch that with a different perspective. All right. For my uh, end, it, see it, it, so it didn't look like. It didn't look like that he cranked it. It looked like he was kind of holding his leg. The only time Cor- or the, you know, Corbin, Corbin cast tomato, tomato. Hey, uh, the only time that he ever l- sells well is when he actually hurts himself. So, didn't look like he was actually hurt, so he didn't sell well. So there you I go. I got to put you on the spot. I got to put you on the spot, Nate, right now. Do it. Gun to your head. Gun to your head. Okay. Gun to my head. You got to be honest, man. Got, uh, fucking bullets okay. in the chamber. Baron Corbin, okay. who you allegedly hated, first big cast. If you got to fire one, who do you fire? Oh God, can I, can't fire both. <laughs> nope. Who's better? Okay. Uh, right now. I'm firing Cass. I know you are. 
I had to make you say it public because yeah. you'd have been you'd have been, you'd have been really you'd have been really curving it if if not because Corbin, you know, at least he's doing that fucking constable thing and whatever, at least he's He cut his hair. You know, he's a member of the bald clan, to be so I can't fire our fellow bald man. He's trying to be entertaining. He's trying. I'll give him that. He's not doing a very good job, but he's trying. Okay, well. All right. Well, Tom, you go to the liquor store. There are no Coors okay. Light. They have nothing but oh. Michelob or Buffalo beer from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Which do you buy? That's uh, an Whichever easy one. cheapest. Michelob. <laughs> uh, the Canadian beer has another percent and a half alcohol. I know, but I imagine it tastes sort of like uh, like a Heineken or something that kind of bites you right away. Yeah, we don't call it uh, we call it Buffalo Piss if that's helpful. Yeah, I, uh, I'm never one for a biting. That's real beer taste lover type shit. I'm into just getting the the feeling of drinking about twenty of them. Real Goes bad. down smooth. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, now yeah. that I'll, disaster. I'll think of a better. That I'll disaster. think of a better beer trivia uh, after that. Go ahead. How do you how do you like your Coors Light? Cold or super cold? On the two stage cold activation sticker. Or, or do you guys um, have that? It, uh, we have it, but it doesn't matter. I mean, some I've been known to take fucking <laughs> the ones that aren't even in the freezer just and fucking start opening them on the way home. So. <laughs> Oh, there we go. How do you how do you like your cores like TR in my mouth? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Liquid. Brushes, brushes his teeth with it. All right. Um Liquid next match. Preferably not through somebody. Anyway. Yeah. Not out of a straw. Not a pussy. Uh next match was Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn and <laughs> boy. You think it? You think the the cast Brian match was bad? Good lord, this pile of shit! They build this match up for weeks and weeks, and then they give us this, where they're saying a delayed vertical suplex caused Sami Zayn to get vertigo a few weeks ago, and Bobby Lashley gives him three of them. Zayn got next to no offense. There, it was basically a squash match on the pay per view. The match went six minutes, six and a half minutes. And a lot of it was Zane just trying to get away from him. And Lashley just suplexed him about three times, uh, powered him, threw him around a little bit, and then didn't, when he covered him, he put his hands on his chest and didn't hook a leg or put a body press or nothing. One, two, three, match. What a fucking waste. Two thumbs way down from me. I have to assume that Sami Zayn was caught balls deep in Linda McMahon earlier in the night. It's the only thing Uh, that makes sense. Because it was so fucking bad. He got nothing. Like you said, it might as well have been uh, 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 the opening on back when they had... uh, you know, the show that was on Saturday mornings, whatever the hell it was called. It, for, a, for a pay-per-view that has got to be in the top ten worst matches of all time. And for a story, and for a story that had weeks and weeks of build. 
they spend a lot of time on somehow, this shit. Somehow professional wrestler Sami Zayn can't take a suplex. A delayed I mean, vertical suplex. Super, yeah, granted it's a super one from the beast Bobby Lashley, but still, two two suplexes it kills the man. And he can't even move. <laughs> He's crippled in the Didn't even hook a leg. Didn't something. even give a lateral press. Oh, it was hor- yeah, it was horrific from yeah, I guess I can't say enough bad things about this. It, it was that bad. Horrific match. Seventeen thumbs down on the scale of five thumbs down. I didn't see it, but I'd I'd love to argue with you. Uh on some There's no things. arguing this. Well, the reason I would like to argue, but I didn't see it, keep in mind, that doesn't mean I'm going to argue. But I know if I read an Observer or a fucking report from an internet wrestling fan, they would have word for word repeated what you said. Once in a while, they're right. So uh, I don't like to agree with anything that's, that's said like that. But I didn't see it. Um, well, look at it this way, Tom. Bobby Lashley's already over. So him beating the living pit of Sami Zayn makes no sense. Well, in their minds, he is. So the beating makes no sense. Um, you're going to spend six weeks having Sami Zayn fucking tease this dude, and then you're just going to crush him in three minutes or five minutes or whatever it was? What's the point? Now, maybe there is I one that I don't see. Sometimes you have a perspective that I don't have, and that's why we, you know, one of the reasons we got you here. But I just didn't, I, I didn't see the point because I don't know where the hell to go with it now. Well, Unless they're going to pitch that said, Sami Zayn is dead. <laughs> I said that I didn't see it, so I'd like to argue, but I won't argue. I'm just saying if I were, no, no, but usually you do. Usually you do have a take. You'll go, okay, well maybe this is what they were trying to do. But I just I couldn't see that in this one. I just it made no sense. They didn't give him a they gave him nothing left to hang on to. I mean, by by all intents purposes, next Monday Night Raw should start with Sami Zayn in the hospital, hooked up to life support, and Bobby feeling bad and Sami Zayn making a plan to attack him. Maybe would that change <laughs> your opinion? Yeah, I didn't see it. I'm with you on yeah. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Um, now, if they come up with some crazy uh, Sami Zayn a la Ron Garvin had the uh, the vertical suplex blocker on. Right. <laughs> something, something equally ridiculous. I might be along for the ride. So here's here, here's the deal. No, I'm not going to do that. Uh, Fuck that. You should have this funny. I didn't see it. It but, funny. Uh, but uh, if I listen to Nate's review... I get you guys mixed up uh, with who said what, well, not because of yous, but because my brain is old and fucked up. But I think it was Nate that said they spent all this time and uh, whatever. Um, the first week I tweeted when they gave him that uh, coveted 9 p.m. slot for this uh, embarrassing sister of Lashley deal. Uh Vince was high on Sammy as a heel because Sammy is a weird person in real life that everybody wants to get away from until they get used to him because he over talks, over analyzes. And so that's a play on his real life personality. 
Um, Vince told him to smile when he's a heel, just be the same guy, except over the top. So he's following Vince's direction. I'm a Lashley fan, unlike Nate. Um, every year, every place he ever went, except his dumb decision to quit when his fucking wife that ain't even with him allegedly made something up. So, anyhow, um, I go on there when I see that and I say, set up for failure much? Question mark on Twitter, some three weeks ago on Raw or whatever. Uh, I saw some banner between X-Pac and Road Dogg where Road Dog seemed to side with me and you guys from, I gather, that, that you didn't like that segment, correct? I haven't liked anything they've done, mainly okay. because Zane, Zane is comical, and I think he's a, good, he's a good face or heel, and he's usually pretty good as a heel, and I don't hate what he's doing, but Lashley's promos are shit. He's so bad oh. on the mic. Like now, if you oh, gave Lashley on. a manager, oh. all right, go ahead. So I saw some banner between Road Dog, who works there, X Pac, who you know could work there if he wanted or whatever. Yes, he's in, but he's not. Um, he seemed to share our sentiment that the segment was bad. Um, Road Dog came back with. Yeah, but it was the highest drawing segment of the show. So they, you know, some people were watching it whether they liked it or not. I guess that's why they kept going with it. I don't know what happened between then and now. That uh, ambush after the uh, obstacle course. The obstacle course didn't bother me as much as the fake sisters. But uh, the ambush seemed like a nice setup. And, yes, I thought they were trying to make a feud. And if he squashed them the way you're talking, I don't know what I can say about that, except maybe okay, well, you know what? hesitantly now agree you with you that, guys on the Internet. You might have given me one one other reason, is that something else has happened, somebody's hurt, and they're going to change, and they got to shift up the storylines. Now, I don't know that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying that, that could be one reason, though, because they've done that before. Where suddenly, okay, we were hoping that we could do, you know, A versus B tomorrow night, and no fuck B's hurt, or we're not gonna, or or Vince has just changed his mind and decided not to go with it anymore, so they had to kill it. I don't know. Uh, I'm talking out of out of out of tone because I didn't see it. I'm just giving a, I'm giving every excuse as to why, maybe it. Can we let you talk out of turn? All right. Like I'm done. Anyway, go on to something. Move on to the next one, Nate, that we all loved. Okay. I'm hoping we all loved. Next one, Intercontinental title match. Seth Rollins defeats Elias 17 minutes. Yeah. And a really good match. Um, really enjoyed it. Elias is money. Um, of course, I mean, clearly, he's he's over everywhere. He's awesome. Love the gimmick, love the character, love all of it. Rollins, as TR has said, is the best worker in the world right now. Uh, hard to argue. I don't know if I agree necessarily, but uh, he's very, very good, and nobody can deny that he isn't. Uh, fantastic worker, great match. Um, one problem for me. Didn't like the finish. Uh, don't like Rollins using the tights. Um 
He's a face. Elias is the heel. Don't like the baby faces using the heel tactics. Uh, the only thing I think, the only reason they did it, I think, is so they can continue the feud, which I'll be okay with if that's the case. But if this ends the feud and Rollins beat him on it with the tights, I'm call me old school on that. But I don't like baby faces pulling the tights. And the only person that could pull it off to me was Eddie Guerrero, and that was just because of his um, his character. His character it fit. Rollins has always never been that guy as a face. Um, but yeah, great match though. I'm not gonna turn, I'm not gonna say the match wasn't good because it, it was. Uh, thumb and a thumb and a half for me. All right. That promo when they cut to the ring and he's in there with his fucking guitar is money. It's money plus more money. They don't even care what he says. They don't care what he plays. He's got his two. Um, you know, what does WWE stand for? And does anybody want to go walk in lines there that are, are the same every week? But he insults the town. They fucking love it. And, man, he uh, I hope that they don't continue down that road with him, though, and bury him. But at least there has to, he needs to, he has to win at the end of this. At least for me, for it to be worth the effort. But I, I do want to point out, i got to give kudos where kudos are due. A certain Tom Robinson had pointed out, oh, it's got to be at least a year and a half ago, that this guy was fucking gold. And once again, that sneaky like a rat bastard Tom Robinson, right on the money. Rat reference again. Over, uh-huh. over to you, Tom. Go ahead, I'm just kidding. I'm done. Match was good. The finish was a tiny bit weak, I'll give you that. Um, they can't have Elias come out and beat him yet. It's too soon. But uh, they're, the trouble's going to be they're going to be stuck again. This here's a heel that everybody loves. And are they going to deal with it properly? Or are they going to try to you know, do what they always do, try to push somebody to something that nobody else wants them to be? But that's WWE, and that's just the way it is these days. So not sure who the heels are and who the bad guys are, but or the good guys, I mean, or the faces. But... Uh, I liked the match. It was all right. I'm not a big Rollins fan, as you both know, but I didn't mind the two of them in the ring together. It was watchable. I'll give it a I'll give it a one thumbs up. Okay. Here's where my not realizing that it starts at seven, even though it's been pounded into my head, hurt me. I missed the segment of him in the ring with his intro and his guitar, et cetera. I missed Burn It Down. I missed how it started. I missed about eight or nine of the 17 minutes. So my bad. What I did see of it was uh, was good, and it's good because I still do believe that uh, Seth Rollins is being overlooked in these Dominion matches, these uh, NXT matches, as this motherfucker is... I wouldn't say Shawn Michaels, but... Tom, you there? Tom? TR? Tom Robinson has been just been pulled away from his phone by a giant rat. (laughs) TR, you hear us, buddy? We can't hear you. 
We've lost you again. No big son of a bitch. There you are. There, there you are. There is. There you I am. Him? Yeah, we got you. Can you hear me? Yes. Uh, yeah. I thought I thought I thought that was a rib because uh, it was no, right we weren't ribbing you. I said, in my opinion, Seth's uh, better than AJ right now, so that makes him the best in WWE. And uh, finish. I hope it is what you're saying, Money. I think to Nate that they're continuing with it uh, because working with Rollins will make Elias better in the ring, and he's got everything else, obviously. So, uh, for my a little bit of half match rating, a thumbs up, I guess. Okay. That was the first good match of the night. So it took about an hour to get to a good match. But uh, next match was the women's Money in the Bank contract ladder match. Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Ember Moon, Lana, Naomi, Natalia, and Sasha Banks all battled for the women's Money in the Bank contract. Uh, these ladder matches are, you know, they're spot fests. Um, they get the point across. It's no story, really. It's just uh, everybody going for the title. Uh, I thought Becky Lynch shined of all of of all the the women in the match. I thought Becky Lynch came out smelling like a rose. Uh, she did well. Uh, thought Ember Moon took a beating. She took all the really rough looking spots. Her and Sasha, the the bump Sasha took on the ladder, laying on the ground. Oh my God, it made me cringe. And Lance Storm even tweeted, "This is how you ruin a career in one spot. Don't do this." And it was it was rough looking. Um, Alexa Bliss wins the match. Um, we'll get back to her later. But I thought I was like, okay, I can see her winning it, and she won. And I thought it was a pretty good match. Uh, I give it a thumb up. Um, no real craziness happens. No real memorable. Not going to be a memorable match, but still, it was uh, it was good for what it was, and I enjoyed it. So. I'll take uh, one thumb up, Tim. Okay, it's always uh, these. Uh, my trouble with these things is there's too many people in them. I know why they put that many people in them, but there's too much going on. It's hard to uh, uh, catch everything. And then, like you said, then when they don't do that, then it's just a spot fest, like when they're leading up to the finish where, you know, okay, uh, wrestler A puts his super, well, in this case, female, puts their super move on, and then the next just stunningly the next wrestler happens to enter the ring and puts their super move on and the, it's kind of a lineup of super moves until we get to the win um but good on the ladies for getting to have a ladder match i think that's that's still a work in progress for them because that's pretty new for them still they've had a couple yeah and, and they did a good i thought they did a good job with it yeah and, and as far as a match goes i mean it was watchable i mean it wasn't horrible i mean if you told me i could watch uh the opening two matches or that ladder match i'll take that ladder match all day long um, Becky Lynch uh, continues to hold down that division. Uh, Charlotte Flair, I, I don't know. She, I don't know if it was just me. She seemed a bit off her game today. Might have been, might have been me, but uh, almost like they kind of pulling the spotlight off of her a little bit for some reason. Well, not, let not me sure tell you what's this. Going on there. This is this is a. I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I forgot to mention it. I feel like. If Charlotte Flair had won the Money in the Bank ladder match, I felt that that crowd would have been furious. 
I believe WWE is realizing Charlotte Flair is over and she's a great worker. But if they keep pushing her, if they push her too hard, they're going to have a female Roman Reigns on their hands. So they're kind of reining well, her in or, a little bit right now. Or worse, she will be her father. She doesn't need the title. It, it doesn't hinder or harm her to have it one way or the other, to be honest. But uh, I said Becky Lynch doing the doing the, the yeoman's work there. And uh, I didn't mind the finish was all right. And like I said, we'll get further along to that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'll give that a one thumbs up. Uh, here I come. Literally uh, or figuratively? Uh, not literally in quite some time, but figuratively, uh, here I come. Um, I don't like the word women and ladder match in the same fucking sentence. Uh, coming from me, the character on Tim and Tom that will just bury anything I can and want it the old way where I just walk it off and stop being pussies. I can't ignore that in physics, well, maybe it's not physics, Nate would correct me on that, but in physiology of the human anatomy, women's bone structure, their bone mass is smaller and not as thick and strong as the male. It has nothing to do with me being a sexist. It's just a fact. A girl like Sasha Banks, who on Ask Sasha the other night, I do read weird things, but it gives me a lot of information, admitted that she doesn't do a uh, roundhouse that often because she has bad hips already at age 25. She took the worst bump of the match, those bodies are going to be so fucked up. You know, I sound like an old timer when these dudes used to do high spots, but they can't physically take those bumps that the men do. Not because I'm a sexist, just because they may end up crippled at 30 years old. And I don't want to see that for my uh, geeky entertainment to say this is awesome. So I hope at some point they can just, you know, go back to wrestling. That's hard enough on the body. That said, uh, I think Amber Lynn or whatever fuck her name is needs to go back down to NXT. Yeah, uh, whatever fuck she is. She needs to go back Amber to NXT Moon? or the Performance Center on her days off because she's as reckless a fucking worker that I've seen in some time. I won't go to ever, and that's like like big cast ever, whatever Nate said, because that would be an overreaction on the on the moment. But I'm sticking by that. Tonight, hmm? I'm still sticking by it. Okay. Um, between uh, tonight, which wasn't that rough, but if you really watch her and slow it down or pause it, you'll see that bitch, she's throwing most of her weight on the other girls. I bet the other girls are talking amongst each other, like, what the fuck? You know, every time I'm in the ring with her, I'm getting fucking, like, a, like a knocked out. She fucking, that, that, the thing from, I'm still freshly pissed on that fucking tope, which was a fling of a million miles an hour, and then shift my ass where all my body weight is on Sasha into the fucking uh, barrier, which is, you know, a little cushion or whatever, but 
uh, I'll bet Sasha's brain has fucking C T E A B C D E F G by now. And by the time she's done, wow. But anyhow, um, I'm not supposed to be talking about this. I'm supposed to be talking about the match. But that's my that's my whole point about this. Uh, Charlotte is deemed by them the best female, arguably male wrestler in the world. I don't see it. I see she's good. I don't see her above everybody, except in height. I don't know if you saw Cody Rhodes' top five in the world, either of you. No. I didn't. Cody Rhodes, they asked him who's the top five wrestlers in the world. His number one, it's and I don't believe this is a work. Yeah. He really, <laughs> I think he really believes that, which is preposterous. But anyway, in a way to succeed, you got to believe in yourself. So I can't really hurt. I can't really hate on him for believing in himself. But he's not the best in the world. We all know that. Two Okada, three Omega, four Charlotte, five Cena. Uh, so I'm sour on a couple of the bitches in there. Um, other than that, good match. I just don't like ladders and chicks. I don't care what movement Stephanie's trying to do. She's going to kill them girls. And I'd just rather see, you know... Sasha Bailey with a slow burn feud with a nice turn, nice safe match with some near falls. I don't need to see my girls bleeding or uh, broken knees or elbows or shoulders or collarbones. I just, uh, I don't need to see it. So, yeah, one thumbs up. Get off my lawn. (laughs) All right. I mean, just those that if those are listening that would like to argue, Google Page and her fucking discs in her neck at twenty-five. That's all. Hard to argue that. But uh, next match: Roman Reigns versus Jinder Mahal, and a singles match went fifteen minutes. And I tell you what. That Chicago crowd could have gave a shit. They did not give two fucks about this match. And they let it be known. They did not give two singular shits about this match. And in the match, the crowd really just... They were doing the way. They were chanting, let's go Cena. Cena sucks. CM Punk. They were doing everything to try to hijack this match. So kudos to the two guys for keeping it together. And and it wasn't awful. It's just it was blasé. Gender controlled the match. Um, it was what it was. It's just nobody cared. It, it, it's hard. And, and for me, that it's hard to even try to enjoy a match when nobody cares. I didn't even care at home, honestly, because we all knew it was just you know, Roman Reigns is going to be the guy that unseats Brock Lesnar, we assume. Um, you're not going to have him lose to Jinder Mahal. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. Um, this was just a filler match for Roman to get him to Lesnar at SummerSlam. Um, Roman's the guy. Like it, love it, leave it, whatever. He's the guy. Get over it. He's a good worker. He's a very good worker. And nobody can take that away from him. Do I think they need to heel turn him? Absolutely. Uh, but he is a great worker, and he will—he'll be fine. 
Um, trust me out there. I don't care how much you boo the guy. He gets a reaction, and that's all they care about. If you really di- if you really want to change him and you really want to scare him, when he comes out, don't say shit. But you do because you're stupid. So uh, the match, it was meh. It was kind of meh. I don't give it anything. Not a thumb down, not a thumb up. I give it a thumb in the middle. Um, it did what it, what I thought it would do. Gender seemed vis- visually upset that the crowd was shitting on the match, though. It, it showed. He even said, I'm the show. Pay attention to me. Like, I could see him say that. Um, but nobody gave a shit, so. Yeah. I don't know what they were thinking with this one. Such a thumbs up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't shit on it like the crowd did. No, but you uh, know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna fucking pull a Tom Robinson on this one. I'm not a Roman Reigns guy, mostly just because I just for the, the typical reasons of they they don't use him the way I want him to. So of course I hate him, which is stupid, really, because the guy is a pretty good worker. And if they would push him right, I'd probably he's a very good be a worker. Bigger fan of his. He's, he's very good. Yeah, I'd probably be, be a, I'd probably be a bigger fan of his. Um, I know Jinder Mahal can't work for shit But you know what I'm going to have to give this guy some credit That motherfucker goes out there In the shittiest of fucking circumstances Nobody likes him They all shit on him For whatever reasons And yet he goes out there and does what he's told Like that guy is a fucking good employee Say what you want about him otherwise But he goes out there He Surprisingly, hasn't killed anybody yet. Uh, they've they seem to have kind of reined him in a little bit on uh, what he does in the ring. Um, I mean, what what did you want? Like, what did you want out of the guy? Like, what was he supposed to do in that match? We all know he was losing. So I, I don't know. I just I kind of I kind of got to get behind these guys who aren't the fan favorite. Uh, you got to wonder how the company feels about the guy too, and yet he goes out there and takes his shit, does what uh, the best he can with it, and uh, pu- puts in a, what I thought actually wasn't that bad a match. Although nobody gave two shits, I'll, I'll agree with you there. But uh, you know, every, every every card and every company needs an under guy that goes out there and puts in the work and takes the smacking and all that. He does it at least. He sells. He does all the things he should do. Um, yeah, I'm starting to, I'm starting to get on the Mahal bandwagon. That's frightening, I know, but, but, I, but I'm starting to like that guy a little bit. Uh, but like I said, as far as the match went, uh, no thumbs down, no thumbs up. But then, what was the point of the match? The outcome, whatever it was, really wasn't going to affect anything anyway. So, kind of a filler match. Mm. Kind of like that good employee line. Um, like the way you think there on that, but uh, yeah, I saw them doing the wave, and like Nate pointed out, it was a little bit infectious to where you started not caring about it at home. They didn't do nothing really wrong. Whichever Singh brother is not dead, the one that always comes out. That's the whole entertainment of uh, of that right now. He takes one of them took the crazy bump. It's probably hurt. Now it's his job to take the crazy bump. Uh, 
Jinder looks like a million bucks. He's a Canada guy, but he's also an Indian guy who has sources. So if I could go off script, I'd love to get a hold of whatever the fuck he takes. Anyhow, um, but he's limited in the ring. Let's call it spade a spade. Uh, Roman is a good worker. It's a feud that nobody's really into. As both you guys said, the match wasn't bad, but the crowd wasn't into it. So I guess I'm going back to when I liked Brock and Roman when Nate said the crowd wasn't into it, so how could I even care about it? And uh, now I'm arguing with myself because that's the way I feel about this match. So fuck wrestling because I can't even get my own opinion straight. Um, well, no, I'll say this. I'll... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I was pretty much finished. I mean, it wasn't a bad match if 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 you turned the sound down and didn't look. If you put green screen in front of the crowd as opposed to the crowd in front of green yeah, screen, if that was possible. That's what I was just going to say. If you if you took the the that same match and put in a crowd in there that boos Mahal and cheers for Roman Reigns, how much better a match is that? It would be better because the crowd they don't they don't think about things, but they do affect the match whether they know it or not. Well, sure they do. Some if they're, kid at, if they're yeah. sitting on their hands, even a really really good match can be kind of boring if if there's no yeah because no the crowd re- response. For, because you got to have a reaction for the the reaction that occurs. Like I mean, you uh, can't have put it to put like if put it to if an Foley, NBA if game. Nick Foley would have came off the top of that cell and crashed through that table and nobody was there and no, and everybody just sat there and was like, oh, it's Foley. Who gives a shit? Would like, no, exactly, would it have been as impactful? Probably not. I don't no, know. Maybe it would have been. Making an NBA game and there's nobody. There's no crowd. And yeah. there's five seconds left in the game and the guy hits the three with half a second left on the clock, but there's no crowd. And you're watching at home, and it's, oh, okay, well, that was kind of cool, but there's no pop. You don't, You. don't. It's easier, or at least I find, anyway, it's easier for me to get worked up about the match if the crowd is fired up. Yeah, it's true. And here's, here's something else. I blame, I don't blame Mahal, I don't blame Roman, and I don't blame the crowd. I blame the guys in the back. You had... This circle, you are in Chicago, folks. Chicago is where All In is going to be. It's an indie wrestling haven. Chicago's always one of your rowdiest crowds. It's always the smart fans. It's always going to be the 30-year-old like me in the T-shirts and the, with the replica <laughs> belt that TR hates. Um, that's, what, that's your crowd. That's what you're going to get. You're always Just 28, man. Them. you got two years. Got yeah, two let's years not to get too quick on that 30 yet, boy. I'm getting there. But WWE knew. They knew. They knew this is what would happen. They knew it. They had to they don't know. Care. They don't give a shit. No, we're they back to the same argument that we. Shit. We're back to the same thing we always end up with. They don't care because the ratings are good, and that's all they care about. They, they drop, this is literally a company. This is a Fortune 500 company with a CEO. Who is in his seventies and I'm and is losing it, and he has literally become the biggest troll in the entertainment industry. He's like, 
Vince, what what should we do in Chicago with Roman? Should we put him in money in the bank? Hell no, don't put him in money. Put him with gender. <laughs> That'll show those smart mark assholes, <laughs> pal. Yeah, that, that's what's what going on. What what should we do? Let's do that. Yeah, no, yeah I agree. Thing is, uh, that, that stock is that stock is through the roof. That's what so I was gonna say. The stock is gonna even go higher the, with this Australian bullshit. Yeah, yeah I know. I mean, about, business. So. The, their business model it's, should be copied by everyone, but their quality of entertainment should be questioned sometimes. I mean, if you're one of the if you're one of the boys, you might take it seriously, but if you're one of them, you're just like, okay, that's segment five. Next thing, yeah. How much? Yeah. How much longer till we can go home here? Well, we got a few more matches. It's kind of like me on the <laughs> Sunday Night Roundtable when there's wrestling. There you go. But yet here you are. Oh, I'm a trooper. Oh, you think it's Tim on the Sunday Night Roundtable when there's wrestling is going to be fun? Wait till Wednesday. <laughs> Tune in Wednesday night when you see my appreciation and love of NBA. Oh and yeah, not I even NBA. That. They're not NBA yet. <laughs> What's that? All right, they're not NBA yet, so it'll be even worse. That's true. <laughs> yeah, they're NCAA oh, cool. players. Oh cool. All right, next no, match. Actually, but I like uh, But anyway, next match: Carmella versus Oscar. <laughs> you know this match was pretty not good, but damn, did I love the finish. <laughs> <laughs> but damn did it not but damn did it not matter. It didn't matter. It didn't matter a bit. That match is awful. Carmella's terrible. Nope. She doesn't even look that good. She's a butterface. Oscar's awesome, but yet they keep they don't want to let her have the title for some reason. I don't know. You know what? Just just take this eleven minute match, throw it out the window. Just go to the end when you see the unmasking of James Ellsworth for the return. Fucking Man, money. I popped. I'm not gonna lie, I popped. Because I have to admit, they got me. Because I should have known that that's who it was, but I didn't. No, I knew. I knew as soon as he got up on the apron, I said, "That's Ellsworth," and that's got to be Ellsworth. I give him. Yeah, like I said, there's another guy. Love him or hate him, all the credit in the world. He does whatever they want him to do. Goes out there and acts like an idiot. Takes the bumps. Does what you know. Does all the shit and, and gets a paycheck. And I actually listened to him the other day on uh, How It Ended podcast, and uh, good for him because he was. And he's uh, more over than Jinder. He loved every. He loved every minute of being there, and I'm. I'm ha- I mean, I don't know how long he'll stay this time around, but uh, good for even if it was only one shot. Good for him because uh, he's one of those rare guys who seems to uh, actually he loves the sport for the sport and. The paycheck is just a nice bonus for him that uh, makes it even more worthwhile. So good for him. Except the yeah, match he tripped was and fell into that job. Yeah, I mean, Carmella is he, fucking Carmella. But you know what? C- fucking a rare point of being nice to the WWE. They know what they got with Carmella, and instead of trying to pass her off as yeah. fucking, you know, whatever, they didn't, and they used what they had to make that match serviceable. It was smart. It was smart booking. It and it ended Oscar up at the end look, of it being Oscar didn't look weak. I don't control. take away from that match what happened in the ring. I don't barely remember what happened in the ring. All I know is okay. I don't she remember won. what happened in I'm the okay. ring. It was forgettable. Yeah, I'm okay the match, with that. It didn't matter. And that Elmsworth, 
Yeah, the Ellsworth spot was fucking awesome, and that's what I remember. It was. So good for them. The match, I don't even remember what happened. I remember it was kind of whatever, and Oscar was really the one that was taking control. Um, but I'll tell you what, Ellsworth's return and the finish, two thumbs up. The match, man, the, fin- the finish, though, two thumbs up. Indeed. Uh, I'll be quick. I'll be quick. Uh, I think Oscar's overrated. Um, don't think there's anything with her that would draw money or anything like that. But, uh, you know, she's not bad, but she's a little reckless. Uh, Carmella's no need to even go into that. Um, my suspicion is, uh, I guess, fuck it, I ain't censoring myself. My suspicion is she fucks somebody. That's how she got pushed. Um, or blew multiple people. I don't know. Allegedly. Anyhow, uh, uh, forgettable match, I guess, but I, I wasn't even giving it much. Uh, I was giving it so little that when the fake Oscar stood up on the apron, I didn't get to appreciate it enough because I kind of thought it was over and I uh, fast-forwarded or something or whatever. And that was actually awesome. Oh, oh, wait, this match is still going on. That's how uninterested I was. And then I'm like, ah, this is kind of cool, like you guys said. Um, And then I'm thinking, wait, they just signed some chick from stardom that's that's Asian. Maybe that's what they're doing. Then I looked again, and I got bad eyes, so I put the glasses on and saw the hands. And then I knew it was a dude. I'm like, ah, that's fucking Ellsworth. Good for him, like you guys said. Before he even pulled the mask off, because I saw it was a dude, and what uh, what else would make sense? Um, so he pulled it off. She hits the kick. One, two, three. Oscar's second pinfall in WWE. And, yeah, there she is. Mella is no money. <laughs> it should be Ellsworth's money. Yeah, they got to come up with, a, with another slogan there. If seventy one so politically correct they could do fucking intergender matches like the Indies do and have Ellsworth feud with fucking Carmella. Now I'd watch that. Mella is money, Ellsworth (laughs) Ellsworth (laughs) Mella is money, Ellsworth is change. Here's your here's your slogan. Or not. All right. (laughs) Next match. (laughs) Anybody? Anybody? Bueller? Come on now. Hang out with me here, guys. Come on. All right. Next well, we match. All, we, all agreed. we all agreed on that, though. We all agreed on that yeah, Ellsworth got, thing. We all like we got, it. We got, uh, we got 13 minutes, and we got two to go yet. So, or actually, what? Three to go yet. So Three to go. All right. Next match, AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, last man standing for the WWE Championship. Um, TR has been stated on several occasions that this is the dream matches that everybody wants, yada, yada, yada. And it's turned into this really long-standing feud. I love both these guys. I think they work well together, but the Internet has hyped it up to the point of it will never live up to the expectations that we want. I thought the match was good. (laughs) I thought the match was good. I don't think it was anywhere near as good as the three matches from NXT TakeOver Chicago the night before. 
I think it was slow at times. I think as a last man standing match, I wouldn't even put it in a top five of last man standing matches that I've seen. It was the fin- the last 10 minutes really got me more into it, but the first 20, I was kind of like, meh, okay. It seemed more like a wrestling match than a last man standing match, which is fine because they're both great wrestlers, but these guys don't know how to work a last man standing style match because it's not their thing, and that's fine. Um, I give it a thumb up because the ending, the Styles Clash on the floor should have ended the match. That should have been the finish. He should have never got up from that. The Styles Clash from the stairs to the floor should have ended the match. There was Indeed. no need for that phenomenal forearm from the top rope to the outside. No, that Styles Clash on the floor was vicious. Um, thumb up, good match, not great. Um, decent feud they've had. I hope this is the end. This should do it. Um, they're not going to let Nakamura get the title. And I guess they don't care for his heel run. Like, well, I mean, he's just not not the champion yet. Maybe he'll be one day, but I don't think... Vince has a problem with, with foreigners being champion, especially Japanese. He's not a Japanese fan. Uh, but decent match, you know. So last 10 minutes were, were really good, but the first 20 kind of... I was just kind of whatever... That, that's my take. Yeah, it was a it was an all right match. Um, uh, it went where I guess at least for me anywhere where I thought it would go. I agree on the finish there. Overkill on the finish. Um, don't need to see it again though. And uh, no, that, that's I wonder enough. too if I, I'm pretty sure that if memory serves. He signed a two-year contract when he came over here, so his contract should be up this summer. So we'll see what where, where they throw them both in the next. What happens come Tuesday? Because um, they may be done with him, for all we know. That might be it for him. Because if they're not going to push him any further than that, I don't know why they have him on the roster. I don't know what they're going to do with him. So, and AJ, well, he can he can go any direction. So. As far as that goes, and he's getting up there too, and his contract's got to be up pretty soon too. Whether he'll want to keep going the bump, the the grind that uh, the WWE is, is hard to say. Uh, that being said, I wasn't thrilled by the match. I wasn't bored by it, so I guess I'll I'll give it a half a thumb. Um, again, I'll be quick, but constantly. Oh my God, they got two of the best three workers in the world. Just those two and Tanahashi. It's arguable on which night. No, no, no. Then Omega, Okada, and all those other motherfuckers that the dummies would put up there were below them. Now they're the best. Like, they've improved and they've not improved. They're all the same fucking workers. It's just the the, the scenario you put them in. Um, Good match, like you said. Way better than I could do. Anybody that wants to bitch about me bitching. But AJ broke the cardinal rule of Shawn Michaels on a last man standing or any match. You sell like you're dead until the ref hits seven minimum. AJ kept getting up around six and really fucking with the drama. So his game is not perfect as uh, as we thought. He's damn good, but he's not perfect yet. Um, that may be the first one of those matches he's ever worked, though. 
It could be. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't really have much to add. Uh, yeah, not not two of the three best workers in the world. AJ's still up there somewhere, but, you know, one thumbs up. All right. Well, we got two matches left. Technically, I guess you could say technically three, but we're going to lump the next two together. Um, Nia Jax versus Ronda Rousey for the Raw Women's Championship. Nia's big uh, challenge against Ronda in her first singles match ever in pro wrestling. Um, Nia dominated for the most part uh, because, you know, she's not trying to be mean, but she is the bigger of the two. Um she and she's a fox. I'm sorry. I think she's pretty. I think she's a pretty woman. There said it. Um, Rhonda Rousey had a very nice judo throw. She had a good cross body from the top rope. A few punches. Really tried to get that arm. The, the the whole point. The whole point of this match was the arm bar. That was the big thing. Everybody was talking about the arm bar and how's she going to get the arm bar. It was the whole point of it. Um, wasn't a terrible match. I had a sneaky suspicion about Alexa Bliss cashing in, and she did. I just had that suspicion because Nia's your biggest uh, star on Raw outside of Rousey in the women's division. You don't want Rousey to lose this early, and you don't want Nia to lose, like uh, lose one-on-one because that kind of diminishes their value. So I thought they handled the booking well having Alexa cash in and beat the hell out of both of them. thought that was smart. Uh, and that opens the door for a potential feud between Alexa and Rhonda and uh, Nia trying to get back at Alexa. And there's a lot you can do there. I, I thought it was well done. Um, the, mat, the whole scenario, I'll give it two thumbs up because I like the way they did it. The actual in-ring work is kind of whatever. Uh, Rhonda had a good judo throw in there that everybody popped like a motherfucker for. Uh, but they don't realize that the bigger you are, the easier it is to judo throw you because of momentum. Uh, because that's all what that's what judo is about is momentum and being able to use your p- opponent's mass and weight against them. So, but hey, what do I know? Uh, but yeah, de- uh, decent match. But I like the way Alexa cashed in and won the title back. Well done. Me. I don't know. I don't like the. Has, has anybody ever won a match in the WWE with an arm bar? Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. Besides Ronda Rousey, I don't. Can't for some reason, the, the the whole um, the, she's an MMA. Anybody that came from the UFC thing bugs me. I don't know why. It just bugs me. I also don't like the fucking. Rowdy Ronda Rousey bullshit. She's about as rowdy as nothing. She has two expressions. I fucking hate you, or somebody's taking my picture. Uh, Her promos are fucking horrible, as far as I'm concerned. I don't like her. I really don't. And I I, I didn't get pushed with her in MMA, except that she kept winning. Uh, I don't think she's attractive all that much. Boring to me in the ring. I don't get it. Uh, and I guess I'm one of the rare ones who doesn't. But I, I just don't get it. I'm glad they didn't give her the title. Because I thought they were going to. So I'm glad that never happened. 
but I can guarantee you what we're going to see probably tomorrow on Raw will be a three-way between all three of them. That'll be next. As we Gentlemen, randomly push to, to some kind of match. You remember? You guys remember how we've been on the we've been on these shows, and you guys are always like, "Is there a woman on Earth Nate doesn't like, or isn't doesn't find attractive, or would sleep with?" You know, Shayna Baszler. We found her. There we go. Yeah, you point. Her, you dirty thought I'd point that out. Anyway, so we're, down to, we're down to four. We're, yeah, oh, sorry, I say we're down to four minutes. So that's exactly what I was going to say. Here, but. So we should warn our listeners uh, of our wrestling classic showcase on Sunday night here that if we get cut off, you can hear us uh, after the show ends, the, the remaining content. Uh, Correct. Because God forbid we get done, because we have to cover this exclusively. <laughs> and, uh, it's what we do. World Cup coverage coming tomorrow. Can't wait for it. Amen. Yeah, World Cup, baby. That was a rib. We've got an but, intro yeah. and everything. <laughs> came to life. A rib come to life. Anyhow, my take, uh, Ronda Rousey is, for me, the LeBron James, for me personally, of sports entertainment and UFC, MMA, and basketball, respectively, in that I personally liked, then disliked, and now like again. Um, I felt the way Tim felt at one point but I don't feel that way anymore. I think that uh, the high cross body was uh, that her original performance at WrestleMania was perfect for a person in that spot first time. I think she's a hell of a worker, considered her lack of work other than performance center. Um, that doesn't mean hell of a worker overall compared to everybody else, but just experience-wise. Um, I don't think Nia Jax is a fox, um, but that's every man has his opinion. Uh, and I am the only one, like like Tim said, he may be one of the few that doesn't get Rousey. I've always been one of the few that doesn't get Bliss. But, you know, I'm not all right all the time, and I'm man enough to say it. A lot of people out there give their opinion, and it's gospel, but it's not. It's all right to say you're wrong sometimes. I didn't like it. I didn't like her cashing in. I don't like her being the top star again. I think she's nothing, really. Not the most attractive, not the best body, not the best worker, etc. But that's just my opinion. 99.9% seem to think that she is. So I may be wrong. But I yeah. don't like her. I don't think that's she the, should be anywhere near the main That's the whole point of though, this show. If you can't be wrong, if it's your opinion and it's how you feel, it's right on the money for you. It's 100% right. Sure. For me. Yeah, but for a yeah, yeah, company exactly. that makes all that but money. But that's the problem. The, the internet would tell you that you're a fucking idiot for having an opinion that's not theirs. Well, sure. And that's where I say, well, that's why we're different, because I have absolutely no problem going on here and saying Ronda Rousey bores me to death. She just yeah. does. Doesn't mean the rest of you don't. It's a-okay for the rest of you to think she's all that in a bag of chips. Quite okay with that. I just don't, just don't do it for me. I'll say that's this about Rousey. If if I was watching Rousey for the first time, you know, wrestle, and I didn't really follow her UFC career that close, I wouldn't give a shit about her. I'd be like, yeah, who's this Roddy Piper ripoff bitch? Um, but having followed her UFC kind of clo- her career and and knowing how 
much of a badass she was. I, I like her. I'm not going to say she's a great worker. How badly she got killed. It's one of my favorite moments in sports history. The Holly Holm kick to her side of her head. Beautiful. Loved it. Well, we've got 10 seconds on the live portion here. If you're listening live, stay tuned. We're going to finish up our Money in the Bank coverage. And i got a special thing I'm going to drop on these two they don't know about yet. So stay tuned. All right. Now we are into extra time here. Um, but, yeah, she she's all right. I mean, I don't have a problem with Rhonda. At least she's there on the, every week, unlike Lesnar. She's there most of the time, whether she's working well, or not. She's yeah, there. Well, that's true. Yeah, I'll, give her, I'll give her that. And I don't hey, think Alex uh, is the greatest worker in the world. I think I like her character. I think she's gorgeous. Uh, but I don't think she's the greatest worker in the world, but I do think she is pretty good, and I think she gets good matches out of some of their stars that they need. It's almost like when we're uh, when we're out of time, we're almost off the air because there's like a, I don't know, there's more of a chill vibe right now. But um, Rhonda, I don't know when that deal was inked. I know when it was announced. You guys still got me audio-wise, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I cut out I twice, so I'm making sure. I say nothing or not. Yeah. Um, so, Rhonda has already fucking sold 75,000 tickets to that same stadium, I believe. Um, I could be wrong on that. But if they had just inked that deal when McMahon announced it or shortly before that, could Ronda, could the booking have been switched? I don't know. Um, I thought as a booker man, are you still with me, Nate? Yeah, I'm here. As a booker man, which I'm not, Ronda in real life took those two losses in UFC extremely bad. One to a point where she considered suicide. At least she said that. But she definitely didn't take them, like, well. No, she did not handle thought, her loss as well. I thought when you invest in a talent like that, even though she's female, but she's still a big money investment, that the best plan would have been to have her lose Denia and see if her demeanor is still the same and see if she's still smiley when she shows up at the tapings. It seemed to me the, the indications going in, much like you guys were wondering about Zane and Lashley about why would they build this up and then nothing happened. Seemed like Natalia has been played up as her best buddy to lead to something. And yeah, I was thinking that. And I was thinking uh, maybe she'll uh, put Nax, uh, put Jax over, and uh, it'll be kind of like a, a study of how she acts as a human being if she's still into it. But then Australia comes up and <clears throat> there's a proven call there, so we can't have her lose. We don't really want to have Jax lose, per se. But her real-life best friend was Alexa Bliss. Alexa's rumored to be romantically linked to Braun Strowman. I don't know if that's been dispelled yet, but that was the rumor. Even though she's, even though she's dating, uh, I think, Buddy Murphy. Or yeah, engaged to. Uh, well, uh, you know, if, uh, I don't know. Can't say, I can't hey, say anything I want. Fuck that. Hey, if they're all rat, adults. You, if you're a rat, you're going to go up the ladder. And if you watch Total Divas like I do, when she was sitting with him, 
she, he was talking to her about uh, getting married so he could have a visa to stay. And she was like, well, I don't know about getting married. And he was like, well, then I'd have to go back to Australia. And she was like, so? <laughs> so I don't know how tight they are. But anyhow, uh, I guess I better talk about the match to nothing and stuff. And I think I already said that, though, on the uh, when I had time before – one thirty. Uh one thumbs up I guess. I was impressed by Ronda's ability to be in the right place at the right time. Only two matches on television, a couple on some house shows. Um I didn't like Ronda she, before. Much like Tim doesn't right now, but I like her again. She's getting there. Cool. I mean she's really she's, she's getting Mark. there. <laughs> I don't like I don't like Blitz. Uh, breaking news. Uh, lazy wrestlers demand money in the bank escalator matches, according to kfabenews.com. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I find that quite funny. Oh, boy. Money in the bank ladder match, the main event for a uh, world title match. 20-minute match, Braun Strowman, Bobby Roode, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Kofi <sighs> Kingston, Rusev, Samoa Joe, and The Miz. Again, 20 minutes they give this match. A lot of spots, high spots here and there. I like how they, I like how Strowman was, it was almost seven on one at one point, and Strowman really went out and and he got killed by seven guys, and he comes back and he still dominates and runs through a ladder and throws Kevin Owens off the top of a ladder. And it was the Braun Strowman show, I'll tell you that. Um, I thought everyone else just kind of looked. You know, Joe, Joe, I thought, looked good in the match. Miz was safe old Miz doing his thing, and nothing wrong with that. Bobby Roode and all those guys. Uh, Rusev did the triple accolade, which I thought was, was neat. It was interesting. Of course, you can't really put it on. Uh, Kofi Kingston uh, gets a shot in this match, and uh, good for Kofi. Uh, Kofi's a, he's a great worker. I always like Kofi. Um, but, you know, Strowman, it was his time. It was his night. And if I'm booking the Strowman cash-in, what I'm doing is setting up Lesnar Reigns for a match. I'm having Braun Strowman say, I'm coming out at SummerSlam. I'm going to park a chair. And whoever survives is going to get these hands and just have Strowman say, that's what's going to happen. Don't have him cash-in when somebody's down. He's a monster. He shouldn't have to tell anybody and just have him cash in and win it right there at SummerSlam. Boom. That's just me. But overall, decent match. Not a, No really memorable spots. I'll, I'll say the most memorable spot was probably Strowman running through that ladder that uh, Finn Balor and um, Bobby Roode were holding. Uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Just a thumb up. And um, I'll just go with it from there. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the trouble I have with these matches, too, is that I remember the old ones. And it's hard to, I mean, they're they're not allowed to even attempt uh, some of the shit that went on in the old ones. So, of course, they can't they, they can't show me anything new, really, or, or not much new. So I always have that problem with them. Once again, so many guys in there doing so many things. 
that it's or at least at the beginning of those matches anyway hard to keep track of what's going on or at least it is for me and maybe that's just because I'm getting older um I kind of wondered again like I didn't have a problem with the match it was all right I enjoyed watching it but the end game again is uh why why him and the only thing I can come up with is we can save the face of whoever is in the next title fight or whenever they decide to give it to him that nobody will have to really lose if that makes sense like if it's if it's Brock and Reigns somebody will lose but it can be the kind of you know that's just kind of like a, a run in almost if you if you follow because um, otherwise what does he what does he need that thing for he can get a match against any of those guys anytime and he should be able to win so I'm not quite sure what the booking angle is but maybe there isn't one I don't know I I didn't I didn't see the point in him winning it. That's kind of lost on me. Maybe someone can clear that up. But the match itself was good. Um, couple of couple of nasty spots. And I gotta say too, they need to rescue Kofi. Kofi Kingston needs to be rescued from the New Day. That guy's a really good worker, and they should be able to find something better for him to do than that bullshit he gets stuck with every week. In my opinion. But uh, anyhow, but uh, yeah, thumbs up from me. Okay. Um, one thing that pissed me off was nothing to do with this match. Fucking Undertaker on stage with Post Malone and fucking 21 Savage last night, wherever the fuck that happened. The Undertaker at age Wasn't that terrible? Those two. That was fucking I awful. I don't even know what that music is. I just saw like a... Ten second clip, so I don't even know what happened. I'll tell you what it is. It's a, I just, it's a waste of it's a waste of fucking time. That's what that fucking music is. But he's like a hardcore biker, and and create like that's the last style of music I would think that he'd even be around. Um, Probably had to take his like, life. Was he jamming on stage or just kind of standing there? I think he was backstage. Oh, I thought that. Because I saw, like, a clip of that dude Malone going, How badass was that? 21 Savage and the fucking Undertaker. Like he I, don't know. I saw the Undertaker. Did, I saw the Undertaker chokeslam him on a video screen. Did somebody have a... Was there a check sticking out of, the, out of his back pocket somewhere? I don't know, man. He's uh, He's definitely changing, I guess, in his... Maybe it's his wife. Maybe you're right. Maybe she digs it and is changing his ways and change is good mm, in some you never cases. Know. But Undertaker is the, the Undertaker. I don't know. Get off my lawn. Anyway, back to the main event. Um, uh, Kevin Owens, I love man. He just he loses by ten. He fucks with people on Twitter. Goes off Twitter. Goes back on Twitter. Talks to Shania Twain requesting a fucking song, which is like the kind of move I do when I'm drunk, but in a good way. I guess it's a ballad by the title of it that maybe him and his wife like, so he's a good guy. Uh, what was the what was the title? When. Uh, it's not one of her hits. It's on, like, one of her albums. So I, it's like, I, I'm, a, mm. I'm guess, it's not in her set when she does a concert. Um, mm. Anyhow. A concert in Montreal that he's going to come up, but 
you know, that was clearly a gimmick landing area, but still ballsy to fall like that, especially when you're, you know, 270 and not one of those uh, professional stuntmen body types like uh, Jeff Hardy kind of has. Um, I didn't think it was like five-star craziness or nothing, but like Tim said, you can't do what you used to do, and that's, that's good in a way. Um, why kill yourself? Still making the same check. And who else could you put over Braun? Unless you really did the seven-on-one seven thing. I mean, Strowman's the most over. No problem with it. Um, it was never really boring. Alexa Bliss predicted it correctly. Her and Braun Strowman both won money in the bank. Mm, interesting. Maybe just uh, a rumor created from Ride Along, but there may be some truth to it. Who knows? But that'd be a weird-looking fuck. I'll tell you that. I'd pay to see that on a porn. Anyway, uh... Oh God! I mean, it sh- her head would be up to his like stomach. I don't. Uh, never mind. Couldn't even reach down and really? grab one of them new fake titties. But anyhow, uh, nothing wrong with it to me. Uh, but nothing compared to the quality of wrestling which I don't even get into. I get into secondary, as I said, ad nauseum. I'm into characters like Bobby the Brain and Rowdy Roddy Piper and Enzo, etc. And Paul Heyman when he was Paulie Dangerously. And even Jim Cornette. I'm into the characters and the promos and the glitz and glamour. Matches second. But when the little bit of Dominion I saw, those motherfuckers were good. As much as I try to know seldom, they had great matches. NXT had at least three great matches. So, comparatively speaking, maybe a thumb up just because some of them took some hard bumps. You know, you brought up Enzo Amore. I saw online today, Enzo was at some sort of uh, signing or something. And he signed the uh, Enzo and Cass pop figure somebody had, and he signed it. Uh, and he did. You now you guys have seen the video of his signature, right? What his signature looks like? Mm. No, I don't think. Well, he's got he a video like a on his on his signature. He has a signature, and the way he signs it, it, it looks like a dick. Oh, uh, oh yeah, I didn't know that. You've seen that? Okay, well, he signed this dude. He signed this dude's pop vinyls as Enzo Moore. He signed it, and he had the dick going into Cass's mouth on the. the, the, the I don't have a problem with that. It was pretty funny. I got a kick out of it. I'm going to guess that he didn't do much. uh, I mean, I don't know for sure, but. I'm going to assume he, he didn't go to bat for him when all that shit went down. Oh, I guarantee he didn't. I don't, yeah, I don't think. Supposedly, they didn't. Re- they really ended up not liking him, both he and Carmella. <laughs> Funny how well, that works. Well, according to what was said, it wasn't the 
allegations. It was the fact that he was under investigation and didn't tell anyone that got him fired. To me, it sounds like they were just looking. To me, it was just they were looking for a reason. Yeah, that's that's just a bullshit excuse. So, uh, but yes, that's but Tr, I did watch Dominion. I did watch Dominion uh, the other night. I finally got around to watching it. Really enjoyed it. Actually, uh, now of course I'm not gonna go. I, I hate star ratings, by the way. I'm just gonna point that out. That bugs it bugs the piss out of me. Um, I think Okada I think Dave's doing it on purpose. Well, he, I think he is too. But Okada Omega got was a, little, a good match. I think uh, he's got a little. Sh- I think he's got a little stick going where he's working he's a, a troll, heel man. angle. Yeah, yeah, he's being a troll. Um, but uh, I. I I liked every match, you know. Congrats to our boy Big Mike winning the uh, the uh, Never Open Weight Championship. And uh, yeah. Do you know they already, they already the... took it off him? What? Hey, already? Lost last, you know, there's time difference, but he lost the equivalent of like last night or the night before or whatever oh. to fucking Goto. He lost and then Togoda. they had Jeff Cobb. Then I had Jeff Cobb come out and get in Goto's face. So oh, I, I guess that's the direction they're going. But I wanted Big Mike to have the strap because, uh, you know, he's Big Mike. Worked his ass off for it. I thought he earned it. But, eh, well, what can you do, right? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, good for good for him for at least getting something, for him, whether it be two weeks or whatever. But uh, I know the G-Cup's coming up, and that'll be that'll be fun for me. Maybe not you guys, but I'll enjoy it. Uh, but yeah, I enjoyed the show. Thought it was really good. Um, had, there was a lot of lot of good stuff on the card. So can't really put over just one match because they were all good. Really enjoyed them all. And uh, you're not going to hear this. Your you're not going to hear this out of me often. You're not going to hear this out of me often. But the Young Bucks were really good. They're a great tag team. They're they they're a great tag team. I just don't like the gimmick. Uh, but they they're a very good tag team when it comes to work. They did a they had a great match with Evil and Sonata. So I'll leave it yeah, there. They can on do that anything. One. They can do anything them too. They really can. Um, yeah, here's a here's a thought. It has nothing to do with what you guys were just talking about, but it just occurred to me. Money in the bank match. Particularly the male version. Okay. What's the point of it? What is the point of it when the champion is never anywhere to cash in on. <laughs> but you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> well, it occurred to okay? me that, that, that really, what if, maybe that's why they gave it to him, because there isn't really any point in giving it to anybody else. It's not like because anybody not can like just gonna... get a match with Lesnar. You kind of almost have to Yeah, have it's not like uh, he's going to be wrestling on Monday or at a house show or whatever, because he doesn't do any of that. So... Strongman's going to take his briefcase and go out to Minnesota, go out to the Minnesota wilderness and cash in with a deer carcass. With, with broken Matt Hardy as your guide. Well, did you two uh, busybodies see Dana White in ring in Memphis the other day? No, nope. I saw that. Nope, Dana White has crossed yeah. the line that he said he would never. Said he would never cross. He he became a, a pro wrestler for a moment and was fighting, I think, Dustin Starr and Maria 
those Memphis mainstays that the dude Dustin had a uh, NXT deal or for a while or something. Mm. Anyhow, he's the Memphis local guy now, and uh, he fights like Lawler and whoever's around, Jared, a full work or whatever. Um, somehow they had a Beale Street Wrestling Festival thing where a lot of people were around, and Dana White and Matt Sarah, former UFC guy, um, somehow got booked on it. I guess they were there and just decided, yeah, we'll do it. What the fuck? And he had some physical, uh, more confrontation. It looked like with the girl, he was like holding back the guy and then the girl jumped on his back and stuff. But considering all that's mm-hmm. going on. With as bad as Rock, UFC has, has been lately, I kind of don't blame him for getting a paycheck out of it if he did. Yeah. And, uh, Jerry Lawler makes the save. So, uh, Considering that's happened, hell is frozen over completely. Call me crazy, but they want Brock Lesnar against John Jones, who's now been suspended like 82 times, and they'll never stop being suspended. So you might as well just let him take steroids and smoke dope the whole time, because he's going to get popped either before, during, or after. You know that. Uh, but he is tough as fuck. Have, sign the million-dollar match with him and Lesnar. Everybody will buy it. Give USADA a fucking million to shut up and play after it's over. And if you're going to cross that line and blur it and mix it all together, fucking have, it ain't going to happen. This is fic- fictional. But at the fucking weigh-in, you could have you get these hands and fucking hit them with a chair and fucking pin them at the weigh-in and win the title. Universal champion. Ron Can Stroma. you fucking imagine... That would be amazing. They should do that. Fucking imagine what that would, what the ratings on that would be. It, I mean, it would. And how closely people would, would watch would the next cool. way in, or wherever yeah. you did it at. Uh, it would be. They already madness. had one work with Conor McGregor throwing shit through a bus window, arrested and okay, well, bailed out. Yeah, uh, going, cough, going on that. But they're meeting for another fight next month. Do you, do you ever think, is there any chance that Ronda Rousey ever gets back in a MMA ring? Not, not on, not, yes on her, on their behalf, but no shot on hers. Because, uh. Even if they, even if they gave her somebody she can handle? Uh, I don't think she has the self-confidence to know she can handle anybody anymore. Uh, yeah, you might be right. She might go out there against somebody she should beat and get, and, and get her ass handed to her. That's a possibility. She's kind of like an emotional chick, and uh, her dad's... There was talk with her being inducted into the MMA Hall of Fame and all that shit, that there was more more to all that. I don't know. Uh, I don't see it happening. I see her being a wrestler, and then she I guess you can never say never if the fucking check is big enough. Ric Flair slipped up like he always does. I think he's back drinking. That's... I'm on the air, ain't I? Shouldn't be saying that. Yep. But two things that jumped out at me that I can't see Ric Flair doing when he's sober is, uh, one, he said, slipped up the other day, and somebody asked him about Charlotte against Ronda. And he says, well, they better hurry up and do it for Mania because she's going to have kids. So he, you know, he always slips up and says to the public shit he's supposed to. When he's drinking. 
Well, I don't know that. I don't think Charlotte Flair had ever made a big secret of the fact that she was not going to be a, like a twenty-year wrestler. Well, I'm, I'm talking about Rousey. Oh, okay. Well, see, I always thought it was from the other. Ew. Well, yeah, I mean, I can't blame a woman for that either. I, mean, I don't know how old she yeah. is, but she's got to be what over thirty anyway. I guess, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, okay. second, well, you know, you can't really can't blame her for that then. Second thing, if you heard Graves tonight, he goes, uh, "I was hanging with Ric Flair." The other day, and he actually got mad at me because uh, I asked him what he thought of Charlotte's chances in this match. And if he's hanging with Ric Flair, where else is he fucking hanging with? Yeah, well, that might explain some of that tweeting. Exactly. Yeah. Could be wrong. (laughs) If that was too cryptic for anybody else, sorry, but you'll have to follow along. I'm not going to come right out and say it, but... Ronda Rousey is 31 years old. Yeah, so you yeah, can't blame her if she wants to go down that road. That's it's. Yes, she know, will be in a wrestling time, t-shirt with there. a replica belt in the crowd chanting in no time. No, she's female. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Females don't watch <laughs> wrestling. They only participate. They're either in it or Autumn's Autumn's quite the fan of Braun Strowman. Tonight he came out. She looked at me before the main event and goes, "Hey, time." I said, "What?" She said, "Time for everybody in this match to get these hands." <laughs> so she's quite the the Braun Strowman fan. Braun, just don't know what they're doing with that whole thing. But well, but yeah, we can always I, sit around. Overall, I suppose for for a pay per view, it was I've seen worse. Oh, I have seen worse, ladies and gentlemen. I've seen way Bad worse. Bad Blood 2003, so, I have seen worse. Yeah, as far as that goes, they, they 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 didn't drop the bar any lower, so I guess that's a victory from... I'm slowly learning to just take it for what it is, but it's been a hard row to, you know, I want my old wrestling back. I know it's never coming back, but I, I want it back. But I'm, I'm trying to just to see it for what it is, but it's not always easy. Well, you got good it's old Lars Sullivan. What's that? You got Lars Sullivan. Okay, well, I'm, I didn't have a I, – I, actually, as I said, I purchased the network today just to watch Money in the Bank. So I'll get to go back, and I actually already recorded it. I'll go back and watch uh, NXT because I didn't see that. So. NXT is not – like, dude, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Lars Sullivan would have been the guy that comes in and has three matches with either Backlund or Bruno, depending on which era, and loses the third one, and then gets repackaged and feuds with Andre for three more matches because he's that big and that uh, ugly. He he would have been known as Sugar things. Bear Harris for a little while, and then they would have called him Kamala. Yeah, yeah but he's white. He would, have, he would have disappeared off of TV for, for two weeks and come back as... Another guy from somewhere else, but a bigger, but a killer. He's a big dude, and he's. I, I think Nigel said last night on the air he do, he did have acr. However you say it, acromalgia. Acrom, you know what's the big show and Andre have? It's spelled acromagali, but I think it's basically giant story. giant's disease. Yeah, gigantism. Giantism, gigantism, one of them fucking things. 
Let me look here. Something that my cock don't have. Staying power? Giganism. <laughs> you have one before you have the other. Mm, yeah, you can't have one without the other. That's true. Uh, uh, well, gentlemen, it, we are. I think it's time we call it a night, folks. Yeah. It has been. I agree. It has been a long evening, and. We hope you've enjoyed this all-wrestling Sunday night roundtable. And the next Sunday night roundtable, I can almost guarantee we will talk no wrestling. (laughs) So enjoy it while you can. Stay tuned for tomorrow. uh, On Monday, we debut the Wide Man Can't World Cup. We can't go. And we uh, be Tim and I diving into that tomorrow afternoon sometime. And then on Wednesday. Yes. Before before you cut it off, you got you just reminded me of something. Okay. Soccer, soccer's greatest player oh. of all time. Wrestling move, botched spot. Hey, hey, light kick. <laughs> yeah. On the match tonight. Yes, they did. Two greatest workers yes, in the world. Did. Fucked that up <laughs> terribly. Uh, but you got on Wednesday the Wide Men Can't Jump draft special that Tim Dombrova has had circled on his calendar since it was announced. Where, the where big I might, time draft special. Be a snowstorm in Canada that night and my phone may not work, ladies and gentlemen. There's a snowstorm in Canada every day. I don't know what you're talking about. It might have hail but, uh, golf sized hail. Squirrels may chew through the phone line. You never know what might happen. Tell you what, Tim, never know, never. you could fucking you could moves. probably pick your own and not even use Thomas and make four of us. And probably beat me, Nate, and Thomas because probably. It's, it's a who's who now. It's it's fucked up now. Like it's the, all other than I think, other than Phoenix sticking with Aiton, I, everybody could pick anybody at this point, from what I hear. That's just crazy. It, it's really a wide open draft, so we'll see where everybody ends up. Um, but yeah, we'll have the wide man can't jump draft special on Wednesday, and then Tom and I were discussing and. Thursday, we may have the Wide Men Can't Jump draft reaction special. So, yeah, we you never a, know. We have, a, we, have a con, we have a conundrum. There's a Thursday night NBA draft. Friday night is the NHL draft. There are not enough days for us to cheer in the next couple, of, near the end of the week. I'm telling you. Well, we'll, we'll get some stuff together. And uh, Tim and Tom's show will be on this week, of course, as well. Uh, Tim and you Tom have, to shoot have for- proved that they can podcast daily if they have to. Oh, I've 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 seen it. I said you guys may have to go on Tuesday. You guys may have to go on Tuesday so we can get all this other stuff in. We may Uh, have to to talk about it, but uh... busy as bees over here on the Wide Men Radio Network, Uh, and we'll have all that and more. And we'll be back next Sunday for this show. Tim, anything you want to shout out before we get out of here? I'm fucking thankful this show is over. Anybody try to call now? What is it? Um, Anybody try to call? No, no, not one call. uh, Switchboard was surprising. Well, you got to remember, it's pretty late at night. It is. It is late as we are. That they're, you know, it's like two a.m. on the East Coast. So yeah, I mean, people. Tomorrow's Monday. A lot of people got shit to do on Mondays. You know, I guess my plug. uh, Even though it's late and all the regulars. I guess my plug might have worked against me. Maybe. Maybe people didn't really listen. But well, I, don't know, I think maybe get it retweeted. 
all that shit. We, we uh, you know, whatever. But no, we no, shouldn't no, have said know. the show was sponsored by fucking WWE Network. <laughs> yeah. You should have. I asked him for a retweet. <laughs> Eight hundred thousand downloads maybe in eight three hours. days. Maybe in eight yeah, hours. Well, yeah, in eight hours, and the show hasn't even isn't show's not even available for download yet. We've already breaking records. <laughs> well, that's oh, going to do it for the Sunday Night Roundtable. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Thanks to the law offices of Stephen P. New, WowFreeCam dot com, MakeupKennedy at Facebook dot com slash MakeupKennedy. And thanks to Tr and Tim. I'm Nate. Hey Tr, send us home so we can go to sleep. Hey. Night, everyone. Thanks for listening to this show on the Wide Men Radio Network, blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump. You can download this and any other episode from our network at iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pod Paradise, Google Play, Player FM, and anywhere you find your favorite podcast. This show has been brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com. Facebook.com slash MakeupKennedy, and WowFreeCam.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at WideJump. You can follow us on Instagram at WideMenCan'tJump, and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash WideMenCan'tJump. Please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Also, rate the show and tell us how we did. If you love us, please give us a five-star rating. Again, thanks for listening to this episode on the Wide Men Radio Network. Tune in, same time, same place, for the Wide Men Radio Network at blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump. <laughs>